Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Weekly Game Chat. I'm your host, Chris, as always, joined by a very recovery voicey Sean. What are you talking about, man? <laughs> I feel good. You sound completely, <laughs> completely clear. I'm, I'm Tom Notch, bro. And John. I've been sick between last week and now this week, so I sound fine. I have not been sick. Well, except for Sunday. Thanks, Jeff. Oh, hey, welcome to the show, Jeff. Oh, hey, hey, guys. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Jeff, can you clarify what he means by sick? He's well, been sick for a long time. He's asked me not to talk about it. <laughs> that's funny. That's, that's accurate. <laughs> we, uh, Last time you were sick was 2011. Mm-hmm. I was living with you at the time. You remember. It yeah. was bad. It was bad. No, you were sick recently. All of us got it. When Chris gets sick, he, he acts like a dog. He goes and hides in the woods somewhere. <laughs> you don't see him for like three or four days. <laughs> That's so good. That's a good joke. So when he eventually I just, dies, I, just, I, I can't laugh. When he dies, forty years down the road, he's just going to go yeah. off in the woods and yeah. die, and <laughs> nobody's going to know. That's it. There that's, was there was the adjustment. Yeah, that's fair. That's good. But anyways, that's good. Um, it was a good week, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, for, for for us three, yeah, right? Yeah, we got the. We have a guy that we've been all gaming with. In some way, except for John here at this table, uh, this is why I love our current culture and, and the onlineness, right? I tried the game with him for Mario yeah. Tennis Aces. <laughs> Good point, John. Did you? Good did you really? point. Yes. I did not know that. But um, I knew that, John. Yeah, thank you. A guy that we've been <laughs> playing in various games, some of us, like you, you and like what, Tate, Matt? Yeah, like old school, like Modern Warfare, maybe like three 10 years. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, and for the rest of us. About two years. Yeah. About two years, mate. Hey, two, hey, three years. hey, I picked up Spider-Man with him. Spider-Man. And I actually stayed with him. You didn't. Not prior the guest. To that, prior to that. We're talking about the guest. I know. We, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. But we're, we're talking about the guest. I did it in Why a Why are you making this awkward? I don't know. I was on a trajectory. Oh, were you? Resume. It's ruined now. Resume. It's ruined. No, you can do it. Die. This is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah, he uh, he lives in Colorado, and he came down, drove twenty eight hours to come visit us. Well, he, we, he lives in Virginia slash yeah. Colorado. He's got some military, um, and he was on his path from Colorado to Virginia. So he said, "I'll swing by and meet our large group of friends." Yeah. And, Stayed uh, with me. Where was I? Uh, um, well, you're not part of that. Uh, there you go. That's what I thought. I don't mean to. I now, I now know, and that's what yes. I thought. Well, I mean, it, I can't. Suspicion confirmed. I'm about to cough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's. Just let it happen, Chris. It was a, it was a really funny thing, you know, when you got somebody you've never personally met coming to stay with you for. You know, yeah, stayed with weekend. you. Yeah. Stay with it, Jeff. It's awkward. Sean's done it before yeah. in reverse, right? I've driven to an actual new. I drove from, uh, let's say, the Atlanta area. Well, you guys kind of know where we're from. Where we're mm-hmm. from, all the way to New York City. New, new York, York City! And I, <laughs> how did we know to do that? Right. I don't know. Whenever um, anyone says it, that's what comes <laughs> and, out of my uh, mouth. Yeah, I didn't know that. I only knew him from many hours played, you know, video games. And you're like, yeah, I'll just come stay with you. And that's kind of what he did. Yeah. Sean you know, told me, you know, beforehand, he's like, it's going to be surreal. Yeah. I think that's the word you used. Yeah. Um, and it was. It's, it's awkward, you know, for the first time when he shows up at the door and you're like, hey, you talk to this guy every night. But the first time you see him face to face, it's like, hey. He looks like a stranger. Yeah. yeah. Even though you know so much about him because through just random 
uh, like video game chatting and talking out night in, night out, hour by hour. Sure. Um, but this guy shows up. You may have seen his Facebook picture, um, whatever. Yeah. But then when they're in front of you, it's like, wait a minute, you're real. <laughs> and, the, and the awkward thing is you, you, know, you, got, yeah. you got friends and such that are, you know, you're just going to let our family that's like, you're just going to let somebody you've never met just come stay at your house. And it's like, well, what you got to remember is I play games with this guy every night for the past two years. I hear yeah. his wife in the background. I hear his kids. The guy's legit. Yeah, you know? for and sure. Can I interject something? I want you to know that two minutes ago I caught on. Mm. So there we go. I'm back. Hey, Joe. Uh, huh? Thought you guys were talking about Jeff specifically. Yeah. That's, why, um, that's why I stopped. We've been gaming with this guy, no. except John, which was technically true. Yeah. So I apologize. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. You must have missed some key moments. <laughs> I was focused on Chris adjusting the knobs. Oh. Mm. See by, what happens? And by knobs. You see what mess. happens? And by knobs, you mean. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, he came down, and I think it was funny when we were in the lead up to it, Jeff's like, look, it's not going to be that big of a deal. We're just going to go lunch and have a few things. I'm just looking at him like, that's not you what know, happens, Jeff. in my mind, I'm like, maybe he's right. But I was like, in my mind. I have a feeling how this is going to go. And sure enough, I feel like I nailed it. We had a freaking grand old time Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't expect a whole lot of a what was the word? We didn't party. No, we didn't. We didn't go like to be fair. We did not go to like the soldier level of I've had that party. And that's 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 well, hardcore. He mentioned, you know, going out while he's here and having a couple of beers just with the with the guys and sure. chatting and such. And Chris was like, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, this Chris, is going to hurt Sunday. Yeah. yeah. I already know this is. I, this I told him, it's, come on, man. It's not going to be that big a deal. We're not really going to go that hard in the paint, but. Turns <laughs> sure out. Sure enough. Yeah, our, 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 our <laughs> kick, we were up to like two, weren't we? I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember waking up. <laughs> I, uh, I was, I was in the midst of being sick or I, I traveled in and I had lunch with them and I was like, yeah, I want to go drink with you guys. I'm going to go home for a minute. My minute turned into the rest of the night because I took medicine and i woke up to a kick feed of you could just see the night unfold yes i mean there's there, it was great there were just pictures of of brews props and cigars i have and, to say that props to slade yeah he because, was the, he was the one yeah, i was like wow it is i've been there it is very hard to be you know maybe if one or two people are drunk okay you can do that if you're the sober guy but being around what four or five of us throughout like consistently drinking that's a yeah he was a trooper that's yeah sure. that's true he, but he was there he had fun john so, feels yeah. left out he's like no, 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 no. light lighters and no i well i guess the other big thing was the super bowl there you go we can transition to that yeah. right that was Patriots a one still, and, still, and, well i'll still be left out but that's okay are you one of the rams to win i didn't watch apparently you, you and a lot of other people yeah, a lot of people <laughs> yeah one if you watched it you said it sucked and a lot of people didn't and then you got to see Adam Levine's nipples. So there was that. Yeah, that was weird. I'm a big college football guy. I'm not a big NFL guy. And what? I can tell you. Yeah, you know that. And I know that. Was- I feel like anybody didn't get to watch it, you didn't miss a lot. No. Let me ask a question about that then. I hear that uh, it, it was boring. Right? It was. So isn't a game that keeps holding each other from scoring, isn't that an exciting game? I like them, it, yeah. It, if you score constantly and, and you just each you run it up the score on each other, that doesn't mean – doesn't that mean your defense just sucks? There's a yeah. reason they say offense uh, sells tickets, defense wins championships. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, <clears throat> offense sells tickets because it's exciting and it, it, it. it's what people want to see. Defense, not so much, but it's what wins championships. Right. As, as I guess you could say it was the case in this Super Bowl. 
Yeah. Hence, it was boring and nobody wanted to watch it. Right. If you asked most people this year what was the best game, and probably actually arguably one of the best games of the last 10 years, it's the Rams in Kansas City, like that happened midway through the season. And that's because they put up like 90 points. And you just consistently wondered, like, what are they going to do? How are they going to answer this? This game was literally just sitting there and watching one quarterback be the most ineffective thing ever. And another dude just tried to be like, I'm 41 and I got one wide receiver <laughs> and every now and then I hit him. And that was it for, 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 you know, four hours. It was pretty bad. Yeah. Even the 90, even the, 90 points between the two teams playing or 90 points. Yes. One person. No, 90. One team. It was, or it might have been more than that. It might have been, I thought it was like the highest scoring game ever. Uh, it's definitely the highest scoring Monday like night One football. team had 50 and one team had 49 or yeah. something like that. It was but this game, I don't remember the score, but that's what it, it was. A lot of points. What was it like? This is the longest ever it took for a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Yeah, mm. the only record that was uh, really made was the longest punt yeah. in Super Bowl history, <laughs> and it beat the other one by a yard because mm. <laughs> it bounced and rolled. Now yeah. I will say, if Brandon Cooks had caught that one end zone pass, who's Brandon Cooks, Chris? Uh, for the Rams, he had a shot. It was like the one time they had a throw to the end zone where they had a shot. Yeah. If he had made that and it was a tie game, fourth quarter, four minutes left, Tom Brady with the ball, then it becomes a little bit more. Maybe then people would be like, okay, it sucked, but well, then it got good. I think, the, I think the NFL fans in general, if you're not a New England fan, you just have New England fatigue. Yeah. Um, as fans of, you know, Alabama and in the college football world. For sure. We obviously get a lot of that where people are like just sick and tired of seeing Alabama do good. And that happens when a team – does good in any given sport, you know. The, um, but Tom Brady won, and he's got six now. And the the hard part was then there wasn't any good commercials like that were they've been on decline, man. Yeah, that were like so memorable that everyone was talking about the next day. And there was there wasn't a great hat. It was probably the worst outside maybe Black IPs. I think most people would say halftime wise. The halftime show caught some slack, but I, yeah. I personally I am a Maroon Five fan. Okay. I love Big Boy right, from sugar. Outcast. You know, I'm a I'm a Southern hip hop guy. I like Big Boy. Um, I he was love, the best part. I love that. We got it on tape, guys. But I'm, you know, as I'm watching Adam Levine's performance, I'm going, okay, he's he's losing his his clothes slowly. If those, yeah. If those pants come off, I'm just going to change the channel. <laughs> yeah, you actually put that out there too. Um, well, I think that's kind of how he does concerts anyway. Mm. I think he's known for eventually being bearskin. He's famous for his. Shirtless appearance. I mean, yeah. The, 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 the thing, I think if they would have let Maroon 5 just kind of do their thing, I think it would have been better. Uh, out of the two acts that came in, Travis Scott and, um, well, actually three, because SpongeBob did a little spot too. Yeah. Um, but when Big Boy came, it just felt cleaner than when Travis Scott came to me. I don't know why. I, I don't know why. I just, as a viewer watching it, but they, they haven't figured out how to do hip hop on that stage yet. Like, Missy Elliott did fine. Yeah, that's true. I forgot she was on there. She was fine, but again, it was packaged with Katy Perry, so it was kind of a spectacle, right? Yeah. This wasn't that. I, I wonder. I, I'm trying to like think. Like, there's very few hip hop people that have that spectacle. Like Kanye, before he went crazy, probably would have been the king of it, right? Because you and I have both been there. Like that dude will he puts on a show. Yeah, it's not just like him rapping. It is. An, a performance. It's kind of like Lady Gaga or, or Katy Perry, all of them. Um, I don't know, but it was just, it, you could tell that they were lacking in talent this year. You know, 
I don't know what they could have done to make it better, but like they, I thought it was going to be the same way with Coldplay a couple of years ago, but they had Bruno Mars and Beyonce come in. So you were like, okay, here's a break from all those ballads. <laughs> well, being because it was in Atlanta. Yeah. Maybe you're about to say this, Jeff. The big boy spot was off the chain. That was the best part. Yeah. Now they had had Andre. Andre 3000. They, yeah. didn't, they didn't have the money for Andre. No. <laughs> no one has the money for Andre. Do you know who these people are, John? They actually, years ago, don't when... Me, don't I don't know like, who Andre is. I don't know who Big Boy is. He's the other part of Outcast. So. Oh, is he? Yeah. So he's not the important part of Outcast. Yeah, well, it's, it's uh, subjective. He, he's yeah. the better hip-hop guy, but Andre's the creative force, I think most um, people would say. And just, I'm sorry, what is hip-hop? It's rhyming up words. John, hip-hop is. <laughs> well, maybe next year they'll wise up and just hire Weird Al Yankovic. That would be awesome. That would be terrible. Wouldn't that be amazing? No. <laughs> Come it would on. Be, I, I cannot stand Weird Al. Polka at the Super Bowl. Dude, I would... No. <laughs> Boo. Amish Paradise. I think the most exciting Boo. part that for me was at the end, the... Uh, Lady trying to interview oh my God, Tom right? Brady, right? <laughs> like Did my heart was beating. I was like, something's she's, she's so she's, her name's like Tracy something, right? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't she, know. She's short. She's the guy. She's the one that's going to come up and say, hey, Tom, you just did it. <clears throat> well, I've never seen this before ever. Tom, like, had to say congrats to everybody. Everybody's around Tom Brady. She's literally four foot tall amongst, like, seven foot people. <laughs> um, you, the, the mics are hot, so you're hearing them say things. No cuss words or anything I didn't hear. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like it, it, just, it was a surreal experience to see her finally. Tracy Wolfson, I think mm-hmm. that's her name eventually get to Tom Brady <laughs> that in itself like Jeff said was probably one of the best parts of the whole viewing <laughs> like there, thing. there's a security guard or something that's right there with him and you hear him a couple of times are you okay you okay you're you good okay? get back are you okay and it's like <laughs> well, this is fantastic yeah <laughs> fun yeah. fact they actually tried to get outcast after hey y'all blew up and they turned him down so maybe that's why it will never happen they're who, like, tried, they're, who tried to get outcast the Super Bowl did this year? No, this was way back in what two thousand five <clears throat> when that when that came out. So I don't know Wikipedia. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I mean, I just unless I'm in my car listening to XM, I don't know what year the songs came out, Chris. Well, if you want to know uh, Super Bowl trivia, Jeff can tell you how I do it. That your dog is dying. <laughs> I know, but I had to put her up. Jeez, she just this many people. It's hard to do it. Yeah, mm. it just it's hard. No horror. Is that a, that what she said? <laughs> Is that a good one? Um, Let's pick it up. We sound like NPR. Hey, it might be my fault. We always sound like NPR. For the most part. I don't like you sick. I don't I don't like you not sick. It's not sick. It's not sick. He just like sticks his finger. Now you're sick. <laughs> you got me sick. You, were you think so? Yeah. I'm patient zero. Uh-oh. Your name is Virus Boy, isn't it? Yeah. Right? I pulled a Sean on him. Oh, did you? Yeah. Doing what? (laughs) (laughs) This afternoon, he sends me a message. He's like, hey, so you you still good? Come by for the podcast? I was like, yeah, I'm good. Um, But I I don't know where you live. (laughs) It's like, do what? He said, Chris's. I was like, oh, what did you say? You can you old. (laughs) Are you getting old or are you you freaking kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) You know where he lives? Actually, we, don't. We need to change that. I think I know in the vicinity, but I don't. I couldn't come to your house if I wanted to. You know the vicinity, sort of. I, I gotta move. He's gotta move. <laughs> I gotta. You should. I gotta get out of the vicinity. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, there's that. I have nothing so else. Well, we had a, we had a 
a mediocre Super Bowl. Correct. Jeff's here. <clears throat> I'm sick. He's um, lobbying that up to mediocre. Did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mediocrity. Not right. No, I'm saying in my head, I'm going over the things we've covered, right? Oh, okay, got it. Are we watching anything? <laughs> anything come out movie-wise? Netflix? There's that new show I've, on Netflix, but I haven't watched it. Which the, one? Like, the really? Russian doll or whatever it is. <laughs> Everyone's talking about it on What? Online. Reduction I, it's got doll? The no, Russian. Russian doll. <sighs> yeah, with the... Um, she, I can't remember her name, but she's uh, she's on um, Orange is the New Black is her big thing. Do you, you've watched that, right? Yeah. The one with the blonde hair that's kind of like a recovering addict who's kind of more uh, in your face, you know, attitude. Yeah. That got sent to Max at one point. Yeah. yeah her. Not Piper. No, not Piper. <laughs> that's all I know. Uh, but it's it's her, and I keep reading about it everywhere. Like, everyone's saying that's, that's the... Uh, that's the show to watch right now, so that'll probably be the next thing I, I pull up. Penny is whining her little yeah. heart out. Well, going back to the Super Bowl real quick, the uh, commercials, there was talk that there was going to be a Star Wars trailer at one point. That didn't show up. You did get the Toy Story trailer. I don't know mm-hmm. if you saw it towards the very end. And what they lead off with, that new um, Infinity War trailer, which, look, yeah. the tone of that trailer, if you haven't seen it, and I know you didn't. I couldn't you, find it. Dude. The tone of that trailer, I'm like, I cannot wait for this movie. It's gonna be everyone kept uh, commenting that it looked like they had edited out some people from shots. So, which and to their point, like someone's like, that's not the first time they've done stuff like that in trailers. Yeah, they added the Hulk mm-hmm. at the end of the Avengers trailer uh, last year, and he wasn't in the shot when the movie yeah. was. Was yeah. it? And whenever you see uh, in the trailers with Thanos, and you seen like where he's wearing the the gauntlet from last year like it always only had two stones even though like there are shots obviously at the very end of that movie where we know he has hey, much more you don't have any viruses bro yes good <laughs> your results are clear <laughs> but um that look good actually i thought of all the commercials the only one that won me over and you know it's a little bit divisive because if you're not a fan of the show it, it didn't do anything i think for you was the bud light game of slash thrones. game of thrones that was perfect that was dope <laughs> and the, when the night came up i was like that's that's that guy. Yeah. And, what, and then the whole they thing. They do a dilly dilly thing? No. Mm. My favorite commercial was the one where all the players are in the ballroom or whatever. And it turned into a fumble that fest. That was just hilarious. That, was that epic. actually got me laughing. Yeah, that was good stuff. Mm. I, the big discussion for me, I watched it at the CBC with my parents and all that. And the big controversy of the night was Budweiser talking about how they don't have corn syrup in their beer and everyone like at the bar is like it doesn't it wouldn't matter if you do you have rice syrup who cares (laughs) well the super bowl did have the lowest ratings ever in the last 10 years yeah ever in the last 10 years okay i'm guessing the lowest ratings are from way back my my follow-up to that was do you assume that that's because of the saints and the the Burned fans. No, if I, had I mean the, the the cover of a morning New Orleans paper on Monday was a blank front page that said Super Bowl. What Super Bowl? Oh yeah, because they're I salty. Mean, <laughs> yeah, I think it's more more likely they're one salty. They're Cajun. Um, well, that's still salt. Boo, <laughs> that's very salty. Yeah, it's still salt. <laughs> but uh, I'd have to say it's probably because one, people are tired of the Patriots, right? And two. LA's fan base really isn't that big yet. Well, they're an up and I was thinking they're an up. They're a great team, yeah, up and coming, if you will. But when you think of Super Bowls that are epic, yeah, you don't think Rams Patriots. No, you just don't. I don't know how to explain it. 
even in today's game, obviously, where the Rams are really good and the Patriots at that point had won five in a row, it's just that doesn't generate hype. If next year the Super Bowl was the Steelers versus the Cowboys, I guarantee you they would get 50 million people to watch that. Yeah. There's no question in my mind. If whenever the Cowboys make it to another Super Bowl, it will skyrocket because hmm. people it's just like skyrocket. Kit? Rocket. It, it's kind of like when um, it's like when the Yankees or the Red Sox are in the World Series or um, I'm trying to think of a good Doggy. Boston. When it was Boston and Lakers uh, back in 2010 in the NBA finals, those kinds of things like there's just certain markets and certain teams that they have big polls versus. Uh, yeah, they do. Like, for, I would say the best thing that could happen to college football rating wise for their championship, wow. right, would be like if it was. Ohio State versus either USC or Notre Dame or something like that, right? Where it's these huge bases of people from various huge parts of the, con- base. Of the company or country. He sorry. said base. But anyways. Yeah. You got it, man? I'm good. Yeah. You good? I mean. You going to cough? I'm 50-50, bro. <laughs> you want me to just turn your mic off for the next no. part? I mean, it's, you know, it's on you, man, Mr. Producer Guy. <laughs> Huh? I produced it. <laughs> Anyways, um, you guys want to do this topic? Sure. Why not? You? Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I guess we'll do a topic. <laughs> you know the best part about that? We're still recording. Yeah, I know. Uh, Couldn't hold it no more. I Anyways, he's done that where you think I was fixing to say a cuss word and then do that. You got to really tighten that up. All right. Well, let's go to the topic. Topic. The topic is some game that came out 20 years ago. Keeping our theme up for the year, guys. Right? This game looks awesome. I can't wait for you guys to talk about it, huh? <laughs> but really, it's Resident Evil, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. I want to make sure you guys didn't get caught by that one guy who followed right. you everywhere. The X guy. What's his name? Tyrant. His name's Tyrant X. He was Mr. X, Mr. otherwise X, yeah. known as the Tyrant. Yeah. yeah. He's a pain in the you-know-what, guys. He is. Did you play it, too? I just watched a lot of it, John. Oh, okay. You would have got excited about it. I'm like, heck, yeah, I did. I platinumed it. Oh, man. I did watch a streamer. Um, Apparently, one of the challenges is you turn into different types of cheese. <laughs> and you huh? Tofu. Or tofu, tofu, yeah. Tofu mode. And you run through, and it's basically a speed run <laughs> as with tofu. Is that in this one? Yeah. It yeah. is. You have to unlock it. I don't know it's exactly amazing. how to. Your little tofu and guys bobbling. Because that was no. in the original, correct? The, the tofu I challenge? I can't remember. I didn't play Possibly. the original. I, played, I only played the first game in the series. I never played, and I played three. I didn't play two. Oh. See, I, di- I didn't play I it either. I had read that somewhere, and yeah. I just want to make sure that I didn't overlook it. You didn't. Probably fine. So here we go. Let's do it, guys. Can I tell you that uh, compared to how it looked in the original in 1998 on the the blocky PlayStation, (laughs) it's it's definitely a little bit better looking than the first one. Yeah, the zombie Dobermans scare me. Yeah, they are always scary. The dogs in those games, they they do not mess around. Well, I mean, I, I, I look back on E3 last year. PlayStation's Sony press conference to me, and no disrespect to the press conference, it was one of the few highlights of that press conference. I'm looking at this trailer of this, I liked it. of this, of this, of this guy running through these 
these dark uh, warehouse looking rooms, and I'm going, "What the heck is this game?" Mm-hmm. I, I had no idea what they were they were getting at. Um, and then this zombie shows up, and it sees Resident Evil, and mm-hmm. then two, and the crowd goes wild. I mean, we it's had just we, yeah, we just gotten. I think it's the of the th- of the three or f- of the th- before four came out. Yeah, it was the, the quintessential title, which redefined, as they say, survival horror. Yeah. Or invented the genre of survival horror. Well, the first Resident Evil, when you played it, you could tell, like, <clears throat> it was, you'd never played anything like that, right? But Tell us about what happened when the the scariest moment in that. Oh, when the dogs come bursting through the windows? And how did you react? I, I, I scared. I screamed. <laughs> he popped. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what I said. Yeah, but... Um, you know, there had never been anything like that. Like, yeah, there have been games based in horror before on NES and SNES oh and Sega Genesis. Die! But, like, this was <laughs> the first time where it actually seemed like it could work, right? Sure. And so that was the testing of the concept. And then, two, like most things, was the taking a concept and, and perfecting it out and actually making it work the best it can on a system. Mm-hmm. So when that came out, you were just like, the growth from the first one, the fact there are two characters now you're playing as, the fact that you have all these different areas that you're moving through, um, it was it was a big deal back in night. And like to me, if you were to ask me, like, were the two biggest things that PlayStation had from the PS1 era, it's Final Fantasy VII, and then it's the first two Resident Evil games. The, I mean, I don't think there's been those have easily endured the test of time to sure. the fact where. Both are being remade now, right? right. So, you know, um, I, I I played that. I, you know, I played these two. I didn't play three, and I played some of four. Um, but this was one I was like, you know what? I saw the reviews, and I was like, mm, I will go back. Looks and like I'm going to have to play it. <laughs> I was like, let me go back and see if it if, if it still holds up the way it did for me back then because I was I was a huge fan of the first game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I played four. That was Did you? GameCube, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of like PlayStation 2, GameCube. Yeah. Some people say the definitive version is on the Wii. Um, really? Yeah. Those people are John. Nope. <laughs> I didn't play it on the Wii. Yeah. But played you still it, say I played it. it on GameCube. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so it's... Jeff, so you haven't played this one before. Is that what you said? Have not. Have and not. you said you had never played this I, one? I didn't. I missed this title. Mm, shame. Shame. And you guys played as Leon first, right? I did. And sure I did. played as Claire first. I did not. Well, Claire's the only one I've played as because, unfortunately, work and uh, there's another thing I have to start doing for next week's show to get done. When, I don't, what, what are you talking about? The, the the topic for next week. Oh, yeah. okay. I was hoping to play some more last Dude, night. and then You're going to try to get it done? <laughs> it's not that long <laughs> in the game. Like they're, not like, they're not like Final Fantasy games. Marlene's son already beat it. Penny disagreed with that. <laughs> yeah, right. He's <laughs> like, he's right. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to go see this. So you two talk. Okay. Well, in, in this thing, I've you know since we started, I'm letting you guys give kind of a background on it because I want to I want to give some of my thoughts on the game, but where they fit in. I don't want to just jump in in the wrong place with. Well, I would say in a game like this, I mean, it's it's a remaster, if you will. 
I'm just talk about just just go ahead and talk, and then that'll that'll feed off of. Well, it's not just a remaster. Not not quarreling with your point, but it's a a full out remake. I mean, it is it is it is remade from the ground up. It is a completely obviously different perspective than God, you know, behind the shoulder third person. Um, it, It, but but if you look at it frame by frame, the original game and this, you know, you you could see that they're holding to the same virtual atmosphere, the same areas, the same characters for the most part. They deviate a little bit. Um, but this game, you would never guess <clears throat> that this was a rehash of a title that's 20 years old. It looks, and, and it probably do, um, this was the same engine uh, used for Resident Evil 7, which which Jeff, I know you played. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Sean, you played a little bit I, too. And I, I rebought it. I don't know if Jeff knows that yet. I have it, and I want to play it in VR, and I want you to be there, Jeff. I want everybody to know how much of a hard time I've given you. <laughs> yeah, they know. They know. Because he took out billboards. Finished. Jeff, Jeff Santa brought it to me. No, he did not. He did. But this engine that they've created for Resident Evil going forward is, you know, some people might be hesitant to describe it as beautiful, but I can't think of a better engine that that portrays dark shadowy wetness. <laughs> the guy eating yeah. the hamburger in the beginning. Say what? The guy eating the hamburger. Driving yes. The yes. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> but so I, I, he made the eating the hamburger look gory. Like it was a zombie eating a hamburger, even though it was a regular person eating a hamburger, the sounds he was making. Kind of like how uh, Ryan Lee for the show eats hamburgers. Exactly. <laughs> to the T. <clears throat> so my thoughts on the game kind of are skewed a little. And okay. By, and by what I mean by that is I did not play the first iteration of this game. Right. Um, and I, and I kind of have to give you a little background on how I came in to start this game. I've spent the last since what was – okay, I'm, I'm, I, you guys probably don't want to talk about this, but Red Dead. It yeah, came yeah. out, what, October, November-ish? <clears throat> yeah. I have spent the past – well, since that game come out, Nose deep in Red Dead. You can say uh, pelvic deep. <laughs> Richard <laughs> deep. Yeah. 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 That. Chris got through it, you know, in easy mood. Um, <clears throat> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding with you. It's a Chris, joke. It's a joke. We love you, Chris. Chris. got through it a lot quicker than I did. But I made it a point. I wanted to investigate every nook and cranny of that game. You want that's to savor it. That's right. That's why it's taking me so long to finish it. Which, again, you guys talked about on the show last week. I'm going to bring it up one more time, John. You gotta, yeah. you gotta, and <laughs> yes, you start here. You, you don't have to play the previous one. Start. John here. is terrible. Okay. Don't do it. Anyway, <laughs> it's the worst. Let's go back to the uh, actual. No, it actually, I'm, John, I'm conflicted. You'll like it, John. Yeah. yeah. I just there's too many squirrels for me in that game. Like squirrel. Like there's just too many different things to go do. We're going to finish Breath of the Wild. I'm, I'm really close. I was going to tell you about that. When are you going to oh. start Horizon, Horizon Zero, Zero Dawn? Dawn? Oh, hey guys, how you doing? <laughs> So I, I, come, I come straight out of Red Dead. I've, I've finished it, and I'm like, okay, it's time to start me up a new game. Um, I think Chris was like, so are you going to pick up Resident Evil? I think both of you guys asked me. And I, I just like, figured you were. I was like, yeah, because you, you, know, you and I talked a lot about Resident Evil 7. You and right. I like the Evil Within series. Right. And I just knew you, you had sort of an affection for survival horror. So like that, me. Right. So that's the, second, that's the second piece for me is the fact that I played Resident Evil 7. 
loved it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's up there on my list of games because I love the horror genre. Yeah. I love, I put myself in the environment where I play a horror game. I oh, shut yeah. the door. I turn off yeah. the lights. I mean, I want to sweat. Get I want to jump. I want to be scared. Mm-hmm. Resident Evil 7 did that for me. <clears throat> it was beautiful. And I know Resident Evil 2 has the same, was built on the same engine, correct? Yeah. Or the, this remake. Correct. Um, so I kind of went into this game with a lot of high expectations. Again, coming off of Red Dead, and to me, Red Dead <laughs> made its way into my top, I, I don't know, maybe five games of all time. I loved this game. So anyway, I'm coming off of that. I'm also coming into this game with the um, with Resident Evil 7, for not too you know stale on my mind. Yeah, yeah. like two years? Yeah, right. that's it's crazy. It was only less than two years ago. So when I fired up, I, I, overall, I've, I've had a good time with this game. Right. Okay. Um, there's parts in the game where my son Holden, who's 10, you know, he likes a lot of times. He, he's a big gamer himself. But a lot of times he likes to watch me play because, you know, it takes the stress off of him and he can just watch me go through a game. He sits to the side and he watches me play. Um, you mentioned the tyrant. So probably not long after the tyrant starts his chase of you, Holden sitting there and he and I together like, "Ah," you know, just screaming and yelling like, oh, my God, here he comes. That that was uh, nerve wracking. Can you expand on the tyrant a little bit for like, like, what what do you mean? Explain it a little bit. Just he's a dude in a big jacket that chases you nonstop and you cannot kill. But why? But why? Why not? Do, I don't. Do want I don't, I don't want to worry who the tyrant. No, is? I don't. No, just, I don't want to derail your point. But the game mechanic of the tyrant. Well, if, let me put so it this way. So people can understand that that tenseness. I give it a little bit of a relation. If you played Resident Evil Seven, <clears throat> the old man. Yeah. He's the same. Um, he, he plays this. The same. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Role. Role function. function in the game. He's a. <clears throat> he's a beast who you really don't even want to encounter because you really no. can't beat him. Yeah. He's there to push you. He's right. there to push you to areas of the game or keep you moving. That's exactly. that's his role. Yeah. yeah, but from what I remember from the guy in 7, um, the tyrant guy, you can almost kind of dodge and keep going. And then if you go to certain rooms, he won't follow you anymore. You There's can, a couple of save spots from Mr. Yeah, Asma. I was watching that on yeah. IGN. They were showing like – I clicked on it and they were like, yeah, if, you won't, if you're tired of this guy, just go here. Well, but, you, you've got a couple of options. You can you can pull out your guns and whatever ammo you got, which is limited, and you can just nail this guy, and you'll stun him. Yeah, you'll buy yourself a few minutes to get away. But the the payoff is you lose most of your ammo, and and the, you question yourself: Do I really want to to do that to this guy? So then you find yourself avoiding. Well, I've only got to go here. But Tyrant's chasing me from there, so I'm going to go all the way around yeah. to the second floor exactly. and back around to these stairs. And yes. He keeps you moving. Um, from what I remember of Resident Evil 7, that was kind of how the older uh, older man did. If I remember right, you could stun him in the same way. But he played the same role, the same functions, to keep you moving, to keep you on your toes. Because at any minute, he may come through a door. And there were several times I would lose him in the house. Mm-hmm. And then a few minutes later, I go to open a door, and he was he's right in my right face, there. and he's, he's right punching in me. You know, um, <clears throat> so th- that's scary. That's the point of the tyrant. Um, I'm trying to think. Okay, because it's different for Leon and Claire. Uh, how early does he show up on Leon? Um, it is virtually the same function that mm. triggers his first appearance. Okay, but does that just come sooner or something? Because like I felt um, like I was in the game. For probably about four hours of gameplay time before he it's finally uh, second runs quicker. Yeah. 
Second run's a little quicker. Okay. Well, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I felt like I had enough time to go explore and, and get a lot of the stuff I needed to uh before he showed up in my you, like when he, you have a little you yeah. have as much time as you want you have to you have to trigger a sequence yeah like with mine it was okay i need to do this because i'm trying to get out <laughs> of here um and then afterwards like probably the next 30 minutes i spent doing laps while i got the final pieces to get to the place i needed to to get the right. last component uh, something um, i found was funny is at the end of the game i'm not spoiling anything here at, yeah. the, at the end of the game when you finally complete, as I did, Leon's story, he basically throws a clipboard down and gives you a rating. Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't know this going into it. <laughs> and your rating is based on several factors, but one like of which is saved. how many times you saved. Yeah. I'm saving like a beast. You know, every yeah. every opportunity I'm saving. And sometimes I'll save, go right there to the storage container, swap out a few things, and, and save, save again. again. That's right. right. So yeah. I ended up with a C rating. I don't know yeah. how that compares to you guys. But, uh, well, yeah. I, I I ended up uh, a C rating through my Leon playthrough, and then when I finished the second run, I got a C again. But now I've started the game again as Claire, mm-hmm. and I'm at the point where I'm in like sort of the the second area of the game, and I've saved twice really? since I've played. so just like the main police station. Or you mean like like <clears throat> when you're in the East Wing as opposed to the West Wing? I've passed the basement and I'm into the. Oh, you're talking about you're in the uh, parking garage. Yeah, I'm in the. Yeah, I'm in the garage. Okay. So, um, I'm, I'm so because I'm conscious. I've been reading a lot about rewards and benefits that the game gives you for not for getting those different letter grades. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm trying to finish the game under three and a half hours. That's pretty hard to do. I don't know if it's you know, and I'm trying to deliberately not say if you like if you do that you get um a handgun with infinite ammo going forward to play Hmm. if you if you if you finish the game hardcore mode under two and a half hours you get an infinite ammo automatic weapon no sorry yeah automatic weapon now when you say finish the game do you mean one character's run through or all runs both runs okay jeez two runs so because if I if I, rec- <clears throat> if I had read correctly, you you can do like I did in Leon's. Um, then you come back and you do is it Claire? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. You can do Claire's run and Claire's second run mimics to the most part Leon's. Yeah. And then the third time, if I read right, the third time you run through with Claire and you're going to get more from her perspective, not so much a remake of Leon's run. Does that sound? It's Okay. Yeah, it's it that's close enough. It's really hard to it's it's so simple, but it is really hard to explain and really hard to understand. It's like they each have their <clears> own <throat> little certain areas that the other does not experience or could go to. Like for instance, <clears throat> the keys in the game, right? Uh I think the big difference is that Claire gets the heart key at some right. point. So she has a couple of rooms she can go into and Leon gets the uh the club key. And he has a couple of rooms that he can go to that she can't. She goes to a couple of different places, whereas Leon goes straight to a different other place instead. So, like, there's detours and as you find out things. Yeah, I, can tell. I would I would say that it is completely, you know, if some you know, when you talk about a game, you talk about mm-hmm. a game's replayability. Is it worth coming back to it? To me, this game is highly 
replayable. I mean, I'm on my third run. Um, when you switch characters, so your first, your first, um, in order to in order to get the true ending of a, of this game, you have to play. You have to play first and second run. Now that's yeah. different than saying first run or starting a game and then just starting a brand new game. Mm-hmm. When you when you're finished with that new game, when you finish with that with that first run, your options in the menu changes. Your options say new game mm-hmm. or further down right. it says second run, and that second run automatically starts you with the other character that you didn't necessarily right. choose. Correct. Right. So. <clears throat> That second run gives you, I would say, between 35 and 45% brand new material. Mm-hmm. And I think that is completely worth it. For sure. Um, there are a lot of logical th- things that logically don't make sense. You'll have to go through certain areas and do the exact same puzzles that Leon did before. But because of the game, because of the game, because the game works so well and, and, and does each story so effectively, it doesn't break the immersion, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. because you're doing just you're doing just enough stuff to um, make it fresh and unique. And you know, I, I don't I don't begrudge IGN for this, but to, to show how confusing this is from the jump, um, Damon Hatfield reviewed this game for IGN, gave it an eight point eight, and criticized the game for going through the story as the next character and there being virtually no difference mm-hmm. because he didn't understand that there was a second run option that took you through the story. So when he realized that they, they upgraded the score to a 9.0. Mm. So that, that, that was, that, that was a two. bit of a controversial thing because people wanted to make it a controversial thing, but Damon Hatfield's an honest guy, honest mistake, no big deal. He, hearing you talk about what you <clears throat> liked about this game is another reason I think that you would greatly enjoy Red Dead, <laughs> but I won't go there. Did you show up here just to sell <laughs> no, Red Dead to no, me? No. The no. topic is John plays Red Dead 2. <laughs> no, but when I went into this game, I went into it um, from the stance of I didn't read up on it. I didn't look at anything telling me what I'm getting into. It's a Resident Evil game. <clears throat> Let's see what happens. Sure. Right. So as I start up the game, th- this is where I'm going to I would catch slack for my review of the game, because when I went into it, I didn't I feel like a lot of people <clears throat> kind of looked at this game. OK, for example. I know what score, for the most part, I give this game in, in, overall. And out of curiosity, I go to Metacritic to see what the average scores are mm-hmm. in comparison to mine. Mm-hmm. Well, on Metacritic, there's the game gets a lot of good review, a lot of good scores. I'm seeing 99s, 100s, you know, and sure. such. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm bouncing everywhere, but to make a point. So when I started back, when I started the game, you know, I'm, I'm going into it with no... Really concept of what I'm getting into. I just want to play. Well, one of the concepts, like Chris said, was that Leon's not going to get the heart key. Yeah. That's that's for Claire to get. Well, I didn't know that. A lot of time I'm searching and searching and searching. Why can't I find the key to get in this particular door? Well, I didn't know I wasn't going to find it because that's not meant for Leon to find. Sure. Um, I I mentioned to you, John, in conversation (laughs) earlier in the week, um, this game, if you've never played a Resident Evil game, because, uh, you know, Resident Evil 7 was like this, mm-hmm. um, and, and I think most of them are, is that Resident Evil is going to is gonna send you all over the place several times. You're going to go to the West Wing to get something that you're going to use in the East Wing. 
so that he gets something that you can use in the West Wing <clears throat> to get something that, you, you know, and it, it's bouncing it's you a, all over the place. It's a 3D world like Metroidvania in it, a way. I was yeah, trying to get around right. using that word, but yes, that's exactly yeah. what I mean. Um, and the, mm. I, for me, the horror wasn't there. The like horror. It, like in Resident Evil 7 um, See, or mm. some others. Now, again, I feel yeah. like, and, and all the positive reviews I've read on Metacritic are all, it's like a high percentage of them are comparing Resident Evil 2 from back in the day to this one. And that's why it's getting its praise is yeah, because of the yeah, leaps and bounds it's made. For me, I didn't go into it with the comparison of today versus then. I'm just looking at it like if there was not an older version of Resident <laughs> Evil, if how this would be- you view it? If this particular game came out today, and you bought it to play it, how would you review it not comparing it to the previous rendition? For me, it was it it wasn't the horror I was expecting. The I tyrant was, gave me a run, the zombies were kind of non existent. Yeah. You can yeah. run around them. Um mm-hmm. there weren't really jump scares for the most part. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple, but that's about it. A couple, that's it. In the the game felt tedious to me. To me. Now I know most people's opinions differ from mine. You said it yourself. You enjoyed playing the game. For me, it was it was just a lot of work. Yeah. So when I did finish, I'm going to say the last 20% of the game, I kind of enjoyed playing because it kind of sped up. Once you get out, sure, of the, yeah, once yeah, you yeah. get out of the police station, I think that game gets a lot better. I felt like personally. I was hoping through my playthrough that this would happen, and it turns out the way I felt it did was that the – I don't know what you call them, the, the, whoever directed the game or whatever, mm. said, okay, now that you're out of the police station, we made you do a lot of back and forth work. Let's speed it up a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's speed it up some. And that's where, when I met Ada, that's where things really kind of started to pick up. And then towards the very end, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but that's, <clears throat> I wanted to explain why my opinion or my review of this game is not as high level as what I see as most people's. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on a lot of points as far as, and I think I admitted this to you, particularly when we were playing in the beginning, I'm like, are you finding this scarier than resident evil seven? And I say 100% no, no, that's not a knock on the game. The fact that it's not scary. I think it's scary. Right. In the, in the way that the evil within was scary. It, it, nothing terrified me in that game. It right. made me uncomfortable in places. The idea of walking down, particularly areas of the of the police station, walking down certain halls and hearing things, mm. or seeing a, a monster on the wall, and it not attacking you, but it it's it gives you the tension of <clears throat> what's out there mm-hmm. that you don't see. You hear. I mean, I would recommend anybody like Resident Evil Seven play this in headphones. Right. Because so so sound effects is so key to survival horror. It's a good point. I'm sitting in my in my room um, and I'm playing again. I'm, I turn the lights out, shut the door, all this good stuff. Yeah. I'm sitting there and, and maybe a point comes where I get a, a, a text or something. And I, so for a moment, I don't even pause the game. I just look down at my phone. And I'm not looking at the screen and just standing in that room where there's nothing in this particular. I mean, in the game room. Right. Standing there, I know there's nothing in room with me, but I'm looking at my phone and that room will start to creak <laughs> or I'll start to hear footsteps down the hall. Yeah. And I'm going, whoa, <laughs> that but, sounds really good. But um, you have to admit the coolest sound effect is being in a safe room and trying to detect where and because oh, you can yes. hear Mr. Mr. X, X yeah. yes. the entire police station. Yes. 
it's just like because you and I never really got a hang of where he was because no. I I'd say okay I think I'm safe and I bolt bust out the door he's waiting for me right, right outside right. <laughs> so I mean it's those types of jump scares that I got but I think one of the things to your point Resident Evil Seven is I think the first person perspective mm-hmm. gives you a little bit it it to, it to me it limits your field of view unlike a third person because you're looking behind someone and you can you have this field of view that is more than the actual person that you're controlling but it but if you're in first and per, first person mode it's like you can't see as much and that's absolutely terrifying i mean that <laughs> resident evil 7 was more terrifying for so many reasons because you know it reminded me of texas chainsaw massacre right. the old crazy hillbilly family that guy walking up to you and saying, check this out, boy, and shooting himself in right, the face because right. he knows he's going to show up again the, later. That's the best spoilers. The best way I could describe this to someone, um, Chris, former co-host of the show, Chris Hatch, I think does it very well. Right. He is someone all for all four of us grew up in the generation of Star Wars. Right. We saw Star Wars for the most part in the 80s or the early 90s. Those were a gold standard, and we high, we hold those original 3D movies in very high regard because of that, right? Because they were ahead of their time and everything. Well, someone like Chris didn't see those movies then. He's a little bit younger than us. He saw the, his first experience with Star Wars was the prequels. He's a huge fan of those movies. And he actually waited many years after the fact of those movies to finally sit down and watch uh, the original three. And he was like, uh. Eh, I'm not impressed. And it's it's not that they're bad or anything, right? It's just that you have something like that come out. What does the rest of the industry do? They innovate off of it. They, you know, it, they they try to copy it. They try to make it better and make it more exciting and more enticing. So you go a good amount, you know, 10, 20 years, everyone's done something like Star Wars now. And some have done it even a little bit more exciting, taking other elements from pieces of the modern era. So it's kind of the same way here. When you played Resident Evil 2 back in the day, there was nothing else like that, right? But now you think we live in a world where, as you said, like you guys playing Resident Evil 7 two years ago, there's tons of horror games coming out every single year that are trying to push the envelope, especially in VR now. And... Even like for a game like this, the one that feels to me personally, I think, John, you would agree with this as the most spiritual successor in terms of horror games is probably Dead Space. And I think and I think Dead Space is a much more terrifying game right now, you know, heads up than uh, than the than Resident Evil 2 is to someone who has experienced both those games uh, for the first time. Right. So it's, it's just harder to do. It's really hard to say we're going to do something that is a tribute to the original game you know and not make it something it's not which is obviously something they chose to do you know as we said like they could have decided to change things out and say hey you're not going to go have leon go back through the police station he's going to go somewhere completely new and different but that's not the way that game was done right so they 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 bow to those things and i think that was something else they did here they didn't make zombies or something something they weren't back when they made this game yeah they just kind of stagger around there's only a couple of them it's not like all of a sudden they're walking dead zombies or or even like 
something like 28 days later zombies they're they're, they're just there well, they're a thing you have to deal with let me add this is to you further john's point and i'm gonna yeah. further both is that zombie i love the zombie genre but it is i think very difficult today to make zombies scary anymore Agreed. zombies are commonplace um, back in the original, maybe that wasn't so much true, but today, I mean, Holden, my son's 10, zombie's just a zombie. You know, it's something you see on TV, on Walking Dead and everything else. It's just a zombie. It's, it's, it yeah, used to be just so, Night of the so, Living Dead, right? So and to, that was it. To further your point, John, when you mentioned it, Resident Evil 7 didn't really have zombies. Right. Resident Evil 7 <clears throat> focused on the creepy factor. Right. I'm talking about creepy, just the, the family of these hillbillies and, and just once you're locked in their house and the outside world is shut off, what they're capable of and what you you got to go through. And it, it was just and when you put those headphones on in Resident Evil 7 and you just get totally involved in it, man, you you're sweating um, from some of the stuff you experience. Bounce back to Resident Evil 2. We're talking about, you know, it's zombies. They're almost ineffective zombies, almost like in The Walking Dead. They're not effective anymore. They're not. Yeah aggressive as, zombies as far as as far as effective in the fact that they scare you yeah i would I, I agree with that but the sound effects that they make when you're not expecting it the fact that there's you you hear someone you hear someone rattling on a door and you walk past it and all of a sudden you're not expecting that the zombie busts through that door the first time that happens you know i mean it's it's a and and seeing this slow menacing figure approach you and in, in most zombies, oh, the best part. it's not just a the double strikes. tap like Zombieland. He says mm-hmm. double tap. In this game, you're putting five bullets in the head and they're a foot from you and they're not going down. That's the tension to me of this game. It's not that you're terrified per se because of jump scares. Anybody can do jump scares and, and jump scares can be typically cheap. It's the tension of, and it's the balance, and it's very hard to do, of <clears throat> all of a sudden thinking you're this BA because you've got 45 rounds of ammunition <laughs> in your handgun, and two minutes later it's gone because you were accosted by three zombies. See, I guess the thing, though, I just, with the zombies in this game, I never go to kill. <clears throat> I, I just let them be for the most part, and I I kind of only <laughs> use my pistol to get around them. That was it, like for three-fourths of the game. And then, like, when they actually throw you in in uh, boss fights, right, that's when I take out the grenade launcher and the flame rounds and the acid rounds and, and do what I need to. And, and the thing is, with those, I found that if you are only using them for those extreme circumstances, uh, then pretty much whatever you need to take down will be 90% of the way dead by the time you even then take a pistol out and to shoot it. Right? That's then that's well and fine yeah. for Claire, but not to spoil anything, but yeah, you don't, I don't, you know. don't get that. You don't yeah, you get, get shotgun completely, Leon, right? you get completely different. I would, I preferred Claire's mm-hmm. weapons much by more far yeah. because I breeze through the game faster. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, she seemed to be a little bit overpowered in that in that regard. Right. But to, mm-hmm. to what you said, John, you, you, you know, you or I just a, had played the game. You, know, you run <laughs> up on a zombie as Leon. You, you put two or three bullets in his head and maybe he goes down. You know, in the typical genre, uh, zombie genre, a bullet to the head is kills a zombie. Exactly. In this game, it's two or three. You might knock him down. You turn a corner, come back. He's up again. And you're like, I just killed the guy, but maybe, I didn't kill him. You think, maybe one, that's you think one's dead. But I, di- I did run across a note further in the game that had been left for me that mm. says the only way you're going to kill them is with flame. Yeah. Fire is their biggest thing. And then, I mean, 
further in the game, I find the flamethrower. Oh, I don't And it's at that point, that note is accurate. You put that flamethrower to them, not just for a minute, but, and it says literally in the note, burn them to a crisp. Oh, that's talking about the garden biome area. Right. I mean, right. That's about near the point where you find (laughs) the flamethrower, but. I'm almost wondering, like, you guys are saying, like, with Leon, it only takes, like, two or three shots before they'll go down the first time. Claire, that seems to be her weakness, is that that pistol is a lot less effective, I've noticed, than than they're, like, they're, like, I was, like, reading a guide trying to go through this one area, and they're, like, yeah, just pop four shots into him, he'll go down. I'm, like, five, six, you know, sometimes it takes a lot, even if you're, like, king. It would would frequently take that many times with Leon's work. Okay, yeah, I didn't know. I was just, like, I wonder if that's the the balancing act, right? Because maybe she just doesn't have as good a pistol. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, Or do you guys get high... uh, High capacity ammo with the gun early on. You get an extended mag. As it must, to your point, when I yeah. started my second playthrough as Claire, mm-hmm. I did notice two things. One, you kind of progress through that story at a little faster pace. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because experience, you've learned what to do here and here. Yeah, you know where you're going. But at the same time, it seems like where it took me an hour or two to get one point with Leon, with Claire, I'm hitting mm-hmm. that point pretty quick. Yeah. And on the other hand, to your point, I noticed with Claire, you've got a revolver, and yeah. it's like pop, pop, pop. And it's then a it's, pain. Uh oh, now I got to clink, clink, clink. Yeah. Yes, clink, clink, and it's taking its time. Um, you didn't get a six shooter. I think that's that was the revolver I got. So I got yeah. one pistol that's kind of a little tiny pistol, and then I got a revolver. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think I get like you. You have the revolver for <clears> most <throat> of it, starting out, and then eventually, if you do certain things, you can get a. Uh, you know, a quick mag type gun, like still shooting only nine millimeter, but like, you know, it's a lot easier for me, that replayability that you enjoy for me on this one. If, if it were, I, I start up the second run as Claire and I've got a completely different angle through the whole side of Claire's story. I could see myself wanting to see what that looked like. But as soon as I started and for the most part, Claire's run looks like Leon's mm-hmm. that's for me. It's like, ugh. You know, this is really, do I really want to do all this again? Start that whole back and forth. And that's where I enjoyed the the run with Leon. Um, it was a good story or a, a fun, it was a fun time. But it's at this point, I feel I'm, I'm done with this. I'm ready to, I'm ready to play something new, you know. You're ready um, to move on. I'm, I'm kind of ready to move on. Okay. <laughs> that, right? that, that's just me. And I know that my opinion. You still on the police station with Claire? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. I bet if you gave it 20 more minutes, you'd go, whoa. Really? In the second play, do now, you still go? I read, uh, I, I, apparently, she goes to an orphanage. Yes. and I'm a, I don't know about that. Well, <laughs> I can verify this. <laughs> um, so I could see where that, I actually didn't like that, that would really kind of give me a different perspective. Yeah. But I'm going to go to that police station again. It's I, just like, I will oh. say, I'm Jeff, you and I agree a lot on this game and, and certain things. Like, look, I appreciate what it was for its time, and I, I think it. Like Resident Evil 2 is one of the most important horror games ever made, if you ask me. Like, just historically speaking, I have most no no problem saying that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But on the other hand, playing this game, I'm kind of with you. Like, the police station part for me was just a lot of running around <laughs> trying to avoid zombies and then just find the things that I need to move on. 
it was more so when I got out of the police station and I went to the orphanage, well, the parking deck to the orphanage and then to the, to the, yeah, to the underground part that I was like, okay, this is where this game is really good. Cause I, I mean, I know the story, but I sure as heck don't remember it. You know, I only played it on PlayStation. So I was like 15 when that game came out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been a while. Been a while. Um, so, you know, I, I've had fun. I've enjoyed it. I think it's definitely a good send up to that game. Like if that was your goal, like was to come out here and say, we're not trying to make this something it isn't, you know, we are just trying to make resident evil two on a modern engine and let it be what it is. And, and, you know, really the big change is what, like the, the fact that now you actually have a free camera with the right stick. That's probably the biggest change in this game in terms of how the first one played. Um, I think it's it's a solid remake, but at the same time, you go like, man, we also live in this modern age, so it's kind of like there are certain things that, like, if a new game was coming out now, you're like, well, this would have been better. Like, I've played games where there's been a light element and there's things around you in the dark. That's Alan Wake. You know, I've played that with uh, with Dead Space, you know, walking around a ghost ship wondering what the hell is about to kill me right in space. Uh so you're saying survival horror is done. That's what it sounds like. No, no, you're saying. I'm saying no. I'm saying you're taking all the tropes of survival horror and saying yeah. But this I'm, needs I'm to saying go. like the things that are in here that certain people are like, oh my god, this is great. I'm like, well, yeah, but they're not the first ones to do it like this. Like it was the first thing back then. But I'm like, there are other people who do this and do it sometimes even better than what this remake is, and that's fine. That's their choice to do it this way. Um, I think more importantly to me, I'm kind of like, <clears throat> this is a good way to say, here's a good way to catalog history because I think there's a bunch of people that are younger that would never go back to play a PlayStation 1 game, right? They would never because how bad they look in comparison today. So it's cool that they've updated it and given people an idea, <clears throat> at least, even if it's not a full picture idea of... um what that game was originally like. If that makes sense. Like okay. it, it, like for someone, if, if Sean wanted, or if you wanted to show Holden what that game was like, what a horror game back in 1998 was outside the graphics, you would have an idea yeah. by playing this because it is very dedicated to how it is. It doesn't make it something it's not. It's not like all of a sudden they're like, these zombies are now crazy and there's, four times as many because we have this much more capacity with our engine. It's like, no, no, no. This was what, you know what? That room right there originally had two zombies, one here and one here. That's how this game is. There's a zombie here. There's a zombie there. They get up. They're going to chase you the way they are. And you just maneuver around and solve as you need to, because that's how the game is. So I appreciate that to some degree. If, If I were asked, Jeff, should I invest $60 into this game and play it? Yeah. I pull out a checklist. That's that's how kind of torn I am. Um, that checklist would be, did you play the original? Do you want to see the difference in comparison? Um, do you want to be scared? Um, do you like the Metroidvania style game? And based on those answers is whether I know if, if all of those are yes. or Well, if, if you want to be scared, I'm probably going to say probably not. If you like the Metroid style, Metroidvania style, I'm probably going to say yes. If you played the original, I'm going to say yes. I, I enjoyed the game. But if you're fresh into Resident Evil, you're probably from a younger generation, 
you expect more out of a horror game. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I, I know, like Sean originally said about Red Dead, he didn't want to, there's too many squirrels, there's too many little, you know, branches of things to do. If that's not your cup of tea, <clears throat> then, you know, maybe maybe you don't want to play it. I'm I'm not I'm not persuading anyone one way or the other in this game. I just think it depends on your personal preferences. Well, last year <clears throat> I probably would have accepted and maybe even said that the the last uh sorry, um The Shadow of the Colossus. Mm-hmm. If somebody would, would ask me, what's your definition of the perfect remaster? I say Shadow of the Colossus. If you want to ask me now how to remake a game, in 2019, I point to Resident Evil 2. I would agree with it you. It is 100% masterclass about not only how you rehash a game and show you how it would look mm. in 19 from from a game from 1998, which I, re, I, I without no with no uh, no disrespect, I reject that comparison completely. This game doesn't just rework its environments. It does so much more. It reworks how the inventory works. It reworks how you save the game. It reworks things from the ground up. And, and, and it is, it, it's like, um, <clears throat> Ocarina of Time 3D to what me. You, oh, wait, what do you mean by save the game? Cause for me, like the- you had, you had typewriter strips. Mm-hmm. You can only had limited saves. Was that the case? Yeah, yeah, I read that. I couldn't remember. Oh. And I just remember type. Of, I remember typewriters. That's what I remember. <clears throat> Apparently, if you wanted to save, you you've got to find this. Well, typewriters film. are the staple of how you yeah. save in Resident yeah. Evil. So, you know, it, it's like Ocarina of Time 3D to me is Ocarina of Time, not the Nintendo 64 version. Mm-hmm. Because Gears of War Ultimate Edition is Gears of War. Fair enough. Yeah, this game is now Resident Evil 2. To me, it has replaced a game that was great with a great game. Mm. We can go forward now and put that aside. We have this now. And that's how I see this game. Did it terrify me like Resident Evil 7 did? No. But Resident Evil 7 only terrified me for the for the first half of the game. You might admit that the second half of that game sort of got a little bit misguided and lost its way because mm. it walked away from that house and it turned into Resident Evil. I, I agree. So once oh, yeah, you know, I'm outside the house on that. <clears throat> Is that good? I, I, from beginning well, see, to that's end, why it's quit. a great game. <laughs> I'm at like some sort of like mobile home thing. <laughs> you're still you're still good. I'm still good. You're still at the property. Oh man, it's about to get real. Oh man, I just want to know what your, how you, what environment you're playing. You're about in. to get skis. You know, I'm playing in the, the Sanders. I know where you play, but this I want to know how you play. Oh, oh, that's that's a thing, right? <laughs> You got lights on. It's Sunday oh. afternoon, one o'clock. You got. For the record, I don't Lionel care Richie about playing. any of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I do? I fire up the game when I can. I just I play. That's that's how I play these games. Well, good, Chris. But because you're heartless. But Resident Evil Seven was a shot in the arm for the series. Resident Evil Two was a shot in the arm for the genre, because while it doesn't terrify you, it hits all those bullet points that. A, a survival horror game is supposed to be, in my opinion, in 2019. Hmm. I is it Richard time? It is. Is it getting there? It is a yeah. It's probably huge Richard, Richard time. time. Yeah, I like it. I can go first on John. That. You, okay. I, I gotta. Y'all sitting here and I didn't play the game. You guys, that was really good for me. Yeah. I hope yeah. the listeners, y'all, y'all just spoke 
Jeff, top notch. Legit. Is this where we hug or anyway, save it? I can't or? stand up right now because I got a thing. It's where we tell you to get out. Yeah. No. I did not. I mean, to your to your credit, I did not anticipate y'all's perspective. I really didn't. What did you think we were going to be like, oh, my God? I thought you would have said, meh. I fundamentally enjoyed it. From I mean, beginning to end. it's fun. It was a, uh, it and was like a I said, fun run. I would give this game, um, Richard Wise, I would give this game an eight. You know, and, and I don't have that. I mean, to me, that's great. So I, I definitely would say it's not top five. I, I'll say this. Is it something that, again, kind of what you said, Jeff, like for $60, if it weren't for the podcast and the fact that it did get such a high reception and I had played it originally, would I have gotten it? I don't know. For $60, I don't know if this would be something that, unless you were someone who just truly loves these games. What do you mean $60? It was, this game is $60. I know, but what are you, you're pointing it out like it almost, and I don't know, I'm not starting something. Yeah. But you're, you're, you've said it a couple times, like, like you could make an argument that it shouldn't be $60. Well, I'm saying, yeah, like for me personally, I don't mm-hmm. know if I'd be rushing to buy this for $60 if it weren't for the podcast. Like, kind of like, you know, again, Shadow Colossus was $40, I believe, when it came out. That, to me, I didn't have a problem paying for $40, and I probably would be more in that vein for this. I've been like, man, that, yeah. I, I'll, I, but that's I will frame keep by saying, frame the same game. Yeah, it's a completely new engine, though. And right. new, you know. They, but you're, not getting, you're not getting a new – I'm not downplaying that. No, you're yeah. not getting a new experience. I would argue you're getting a sure. new experience here. Uh, I, I guess. I don't know. Maybe it's been so long since I've played it. I don't, I don't – Right. Remember all the differences or anything like okay. that. So me, it's more of like, is it an enjoyable experience? I was like, yeah, I think it is a good send up to what Resident Evil 2 is. I, I agree that, look, in terms of remakes, it, this is definitely what you want. Someone who's approaching it with heart and you can tell, like, they're not just putting this out to make some money. Like, you know, there's so many things I see <laughs> remastered or whatever remake and you just go, you play it and you're just like, this is. This is just a port. This is all it. Like when Bioshock came out, that whole entire trilogy, as much as I love those games, those aren't remasters, really. They're just ports of the PC to the consoles. And that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. Um, this is obviously someone taking an engine and saying, like, can we recreate this thing that we love? And I, I'm sure Final Fantasy VII will probably be the same way to some extent. And I thought Shadow of the Colossus was that way when Halo was remade. Uh, one and two. I thought those were two. So those are the kinds of ones I want. So I will give them that kind of credit. Like this is a game that probably got lost a little bit to the sands of times compared to other Resident Evils. Like I think everyone just t- talks about four now the most. That's the one that's the m- most popular. So it's cool to see that they said we're bringing this back and we're going to do it for this generation. But for me, it's not something that I'm like, man, this this blew me away, but it is a solid remake. What you got, Jeff? I, I want to stress again that I know that mm-hmm. my opinion doesn't match the majority. I know that, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm okay with that because I'm I, okay I, with it too. I, I want to give an honest opinion. Yep. And, and I think in today's world, looking at reviews of, of games or movies or whatever else, you know, I think – I, this is my own personal opinion. I feel like scores get skewed, and, and what I mean is – you know, as an analyst by profession, <laughs> um, you know, I feel like in today's world, what you end up ranking a game is on a scale of really seven to ten. And anything less than a seven, you're basically saying the game is garbage. Don't touch it. And I don't believe it that way. If you Agreed. look, if you look at a scale of one to ten and I say and I'm not saying this is my review of this game. 
So just hypothetically speaking or generally speaking, if I say a game is a five, well, in today's standards, that's, well, that's garbage. It's no good. And to me, a five means it's, it's not horrible, a one, and it's not the you greatest thing ever. A five. A ten, yeah, no, I'm, not, I'm not giving it a five. He's setting us up for the five. I man. just want everybody to understand where my scale comes in. And for me, you know, I put a lot of thought into this because I want to give my honest opinion. For me, it's, it, 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 it is, I've been torn, and to be torn between this minuscule. I'm dying with anticipation. Well, he understands how important the ritual is. I think what you're saying is you don't, you're not going to be the person who docks them below a seven just for technical issues. Quick, right? Jeff's explaining. Right. Yeah, just he's almost there. Six point yeah. nine. Oh, okay. You son of a. <laughs> Dylan, you oh six point oh you weren't doing that quote. A, oh. Jeff, you gave it a six point uh, nine. Dylan, I know. you son of a. What would you give Resident Evil Seven? Oh, easily, uh, easily at least a nine. Huh. Hmm. I, I what would thoroughly you enjoyed that game. And just because we know this is kind of a subtopic here for this episode, what would you give Red Dead Redemption to? Ten. Okay, thank you. <laughs> you know it was the best selling game of 2018. Jeff hates you for doing that too. No, I, I there's there's so I missed that podcast. There's so much I can say. I'm not even gonna take up this podcast time with that game. So go ahead. Well, we. Um, be so funny if you gave it a what would you, Yeah, what would you give it, John? We... Ten? <laughs> You'd be all over the map. We, uh, I want to preface, we show up every week talking about games uh-huh. we did not finish. I understand that's a reality, and I don't fault anybody for not. For sure. But for the person who finished this game, who saw every aspect and every story bit and every, every, every punch it gave me, and I, I hope you can believe that I'm not simply punching above my weight simply because of the feedback from you guys um i've i'm on my second playthrough third if you think about how long it takes to go from beginning to end of the game yeah this game is to me the game to beat for game of the year it is a 10 in my book okay hands down it is already has it has a spot on my top five list. Well, there it, you go. I want to make it clear in case anybody didn't hear me say it, that I did not. I played Leon's story. Yeah. 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 I did not play through Claire or I have not yet to play through Claire's side of things. Please take my score into consideration or, or take that into consideration when you hear my score. Is And not is, only do I like Resident Evil 2 better than you, but apparently I like Resident Evil 7 better than you. Fanboy. <laughs> What'd you, I what'd you give it? I can't remember. 9.5. I guess See, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I yeah. guess I'm going to invite John over to watch me play the game then, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that's cool. That's like you got to hear three very different Absolutely. opinions, you know, which is cool. I like when that happens. Yep. That doesn't always happen. <clears throat> Sometimes we just S the D of stuff <laughs> and then uh, and then we move on. I don't think that's true. I think we always give our <clears throat> real opinions. Some people give a nine and then don't come back to it because it, there's a squirrel thing. No, from what I played, it was a nine. It was good. I tell you, fun fact. I don't want to mess right now, Chris. Fun fact, Jeff. I started the game. I started the game last night as Claire. Mm -hmm. I, from the moment I walked into the police station to when I walked out, forty-five minutes. Wow. Because I just I mastered, and that's what's fun about it. Mm. And that's that's what to me keeps you coming back because there's a lot of rewards embedded in the game to keep you coming back. I was addicted to getting. How much backtracking and going into the room like 10 times before I figured out something was I'd already memorized combination codes and things mm-hmm. like that. I already had them in my head because yeah. cause I'd already because going through it and doing a speed run is fun. Mm. Um, and 
That's what I was watching on the on the Twitches. Yeah, I mean, people are doing speed runs of this thing that I'm never going to be able to do. But but having I was particularly, I remember the first time I left the police station and feeling like I'd been there forever, and the opposing feeling of immediately going in and in 45 minutes I'm done. It was it was a, just a crazy feeling of satisfaction. G- give me a piece cool. of advice then as a, as a, as the, the three of you get so good with, an, with Anthem coming, <laughs> possibly division that I'm more mean, I'm possibly going to play as well to, with those two coming. And that's going to occupy a lot of my time. So do I play through as Claire and take up that time until those games come, which, but, but it probably wouldn't, but just you can get done with that in a week. I mean, easily. or, or, do I now jump into and finish Spider-Man, which I haven't? Yes. Finish Spider-Man. Finish, finish Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, finish Spider-Man. That's, That's amazing. That, finish Spider-Man. Then, Spider-Man's then amazing. Under, then you understand. Hey, dude. <clears throat> Spider-Man's amazing. Ooh. From, from what I've Someone say it's ultimate. Hey. Or spectacular? Hey. <laughs> hey. He's he's an amazing Spider-Man. You guys want to do some news? Sure. Oh, well. I do. Okay. Well, I, I, yeah. I well. might need a Tap. good old pitch hitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's do it. All up the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News. <laughs> Believe so, it or not, Sean is still here. So, do I have to read this with John, or what, what do you want? I, I think you should let Jeff read it with John. Uh, well, I weren't ready for that one. Can he you? read? I can. Uh, I can. If I can try to read, if I if I need to tap out, I will. How about that? All right. You want to go for it? Let's see if let's see if your boy can step up to the plate. Dang it. Same All right. Thing. Hold on. I lead off. I'll do the short one, John. <laughs> you can do the, the first one. <laughs> okay. All right. Do it. All right. You got it, buddy. Titanfall 3 is Apex Legends. What? Uh, rumors were rampant that Respawn was working on two titles to release this year, Jedi Fallen Order and Titanfall 3. As of Monday, we have learned that Titanfall 3 is not a thing. However, Respawn released a battle royale called Apex Legends. That takes place in the Titanfall universe. It takes place 30 years, 20 or 30, might have got that wrong, 30 years after mm-hmm. Titanfall 2, but is not a sequel. The game focuses around the outlands where characters compete against each other. Quote, our goal for this game and our community is to be very transparent with them. To be completely honest, we know this game has skepticism around it. It's not Titanfall 3. It's a very different game than everyone expected. It's Battle Royale, which for some people is a fad right now. Instead of trying to convince a skeptical audience over a period of time with marketing and interviews, why not just let the game speak for itself? The best antidote for any skepticism is to see and hopefully believe. This strategy may have paid off as Apex Legends drew in one million players in less than eight hours. That's pretty legit. I will say <clears throat> this to me, this statement here rings true in the moment after mm. watching and listening to what what seems like a year and a half of Anthem coverage mm-hmm. about what is this thing? Is it really going to be good? You know, thinking of a, we live in a world where people are actually questioning Bioware. Yeah, I mean, think about that's that. That's sad. Bioware sucks. That. I'm kidding. And here's, here's, a, here's a developer here. that comes along and says, we're just going to dump it's, it on you and not and not subject ourselves to a year's worth or a year and a half's worth of scrutiny that does infinite damage to a game, well, think whether justified they, or not. Well, think if they had marketed <laughs> this, right? Well, it's in the Titanfall universe, but it's not. Well, does it have Titans? No, it doesn't. 
well, uh, how much is it? It's a free-to-play game. And, you know, I mean, is it still multiplayer? It's a battle royale. Like, everyone would have been like, this is a cash grab. And, you know, there, there definitely could have been a lot of negative publi- uh, publicity had they decided to build this up. Like, if they'd come out, say, at, I don't know, even like the VGAs, right, and, and premiered a trailer there for it, there probably would have been like, huh, versus what they did here, which was very similar to Fortnite uh, Battle Royale when right. it first released. Just put it out there because yeah. it's like, why not? Let people, you know, the market will decide uh, whether it's something viable. And I think it it makes sense that they did this because obviously we've kind of said this, like EA is in a place right now because of, of this Star Wars deal where for the most part, the bigger things they have to be Star Wars related or they have to have very big financial viability. That's why they're willing to invest on a risk like Anthem is that, you know, you say, if we hit with this, this can be destiny for us. Um, and then on the other side, you have like two years ago when Titanfall 2 came out and just got sandwiched in a terrible place, nothing good really happened for it. You're thinking, well, okay, the studio is primarily making a Star Wars game, but we do have this whole entire world built, and we have this fad that's going on that's huge right now. How can we get in on this? That seems like the easiest way to make it happen. Just make a free-to-play game out of it. i got to admire Respawn's ability to play EA to their own advantage. Yeah. Because, in a sense, while EA didn't have to do this, Respawn successfully kept swatting EA's hand away from from this game. And by keeping them, they, they've had, I mean, the quotes from Respawn developers said they've had very limited influence in it. And I think their leverage was, mm-hmm. look, you screwed us on Titanfall 2. You For absolutely sure. screwed us. You bent us over and you screwed us. And I think that's the I, I think that's the leverage they had with this title going, we really don't want your involvement. We want your support, but we don't want your hand in it. Just let us do this our way as sort of a reprieve. Because what do you got to lose? Yeah. You're just going to release Titanfall you're 3. Making us, you're making us make the Star Wars game. You say you want things that are profitable. Mm-hmm. What if we do a Battle Royale? And they probably said, yeah, that'd be great. And yeah. then they just said, okay, get the hell out. And I'm just amazed that we <laughs> we just act we just actually believe the fact that they were going to release a Titanfall 3 and a Star Wars game from the same developer in the same year. I never year. believed it. I mean, like, there's as soon as the way it went and the, they got put on that Star Wars game, I was like, if Titanfall 3 ever happens, it will be years before it ever does. I, I don't think right. it will. Well, news broke after I did the notes that they are actually uh, still working doing. on it. I still working on it. I will believe it when I yeah. actually see it out there Jeff, because I still it. haven't seen the Star Wars game. <laughs> I've just seen a developer talk about it. Right. You played this game. I did. Um, I was almost You're late. You're a champion the, of this game. I was almost late to the podcast today. Your security guard at the front door almost wouldn't let me in. Um, <laughs> no, I, I put a, a good two hours into this game today. And as a player of Battle Royales, you know, I consistently <clears throat> play Fortnite yep, and, yep. and Blackout <clears throat> and even re- started with PUBG. This game is worth checking out. I'm not going to tell you it's the greatest thing ever yet because I haven't played that much but of it. you're a champion. I did get a win. Um, and the coolest thing this this game seems to do that I haven't seen in any other previous Battle Royales is it throws in something I've thought would be really cool in something like a Fortnite is it throws in class abilities. You know, you got all these skins in Fortnite that really are nothing more than cosmetic. And I've always thought it'd be really cool if you had 
based on what skin you chose to use in game, you had certain abilities that went along with that, where you had pros and cons, and you had to take into consideration playing it. This game does that. This game gives you class abilities that you may be the medic, um, you may be a hunter class, and you can use those abilities to your advantage with your team and and the abilities they have. It's, it's very interesting, and it's, it's something worth checking out and see if it's for you. Is it... Um First person or third? It's it's first person. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, look, say what you will. Those dudes made Modern Warfare. Never forget that. Those dudes know how to make a game that feels good as a shooter. They always will. So, I mean, Titanfall 2 was the best yeah. rated shooter of I love 2016. That game. that game was a blast to play. Yeah. It, it hurt me that no one really gave it a shot. And it was understandable. I understood like why not like Sean, you all them, because everyone was like, well, how am I going to play that when literally modern warfare uh, three was coming or four, whatever it was. And then at the same time, battlefield one, which was really the big shooter of yeah. fall. Well, I want to, you know, I want to point out that I, I too love Titanfall two. Yeah. The, the, the campaign that is, I'm known mm. as a, a campaign player amongst our group. I always do that before the multiplayer. It's a blast. I don't. I've, I've never really understood why it caught such slack because that game, the campaign was well, really. It good. was because of yes. Titanfall One that it caught slack. Nobody gave it. Nobody gave it slack. They just put it in. They just sent it out to die. Yeah, they put it in a really bad spot. If that game came out of April the following year, I think it would have blown up. I think it would have done great. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe they, I'm not they saying they like did. Grace all they time, respawn yeah. did everything that was expected of them for you know yeah. correcting the mistakes of the first one. They knocked it out of the park, and they had no support from from EA. None. You know who did get a lot of support? Kingdom Hearts Three. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, they also sold big guys. Yeah, that game's out. We might talk about it next. <laughs> I week. forgot you were reading. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's all good, man. <laughs> Don't worry about me. I'm just here, John. <laughs> well, I mean, I drug myself in here, took myself um, like a shot, like the ball players do at halftime. Yeah, John. yeah, in the butt, maybe. Um, since its launch on January 29th, Kingdom Hearts 3 has shipped 5 million copies. This number includes both digital, digital, <laughs> and, and, digital. Fiz- and fidgetal. Um, <laughs> this makes the fastest selling Kingdom Hearts game in, in the history of the franchise. So that's pretty legit. Now, they didn't say ship, though. Like, that's the big thing. I, I noticed today it says ship, which basically means that's what they send to stores. It's not. That's yeah, a but, you, but, you, but half of that, though, you can't ship a digital title. Sure, sure. So when that includes both, it, I would say it's probably but how in I, people's yeah, hands, three and a half million. Yeah. The thing is that they had confidence to ship that much. Yeah. That's usually what it means with your first batch. So I'm sure it will end up sell, selling five million. Which makes sense, because there's a lot of people waiting for this for a long time. Yeah, I mean, this very show is probably going to do our best to cover it next week. I plan. Sans John. <laughs> do I read the next one, too? No, man. Oh, good. You got it? You want, You get it? You want uh, You want to get it? I but mean, he's still playing Resident Evil. Yeah, that apparently did good, too. Huh, John? <laughs> it did good. It yeah. did good. In the first week of release... Resident Evil 2 has sold 3 million units. This is impressive considering it is a remake of a 20-year-old game, a survival horror game for that matter. Capcom is hoping to match or exceed the success of Resident Evil 7, which sold 6 million units. Do we know how many it sold yet? At the time of this, you didn't probably. I think it's still, it's, I think maybe it's sitting at 4 at this point. I That's don't pretty know. pretty good. Mm-hmm. But um, it's ironic to me. When everybody talks about the success of Resident Evil 7 and this mm-hmm. game, which is obviously true and how they're riding the ship. But it's ironic that Resident Evil 6 
probably the most hated game in the series. Sold. Yeah. Sold twice as what many. Resident Evil Well, that's sold. because Resident Evil 5 was so great. Yeah. And just beloved. That's what happens. It was we beloved that, in time. the community, but every hated time. in the, in the mm. you know. I, I, people are. No, I don't know. <laughs> but that, I mean, I just know it's it, it's a highly praised game that sold very well. And then on top of that, you had six come out. Six was like a letdown. You don't remember the controversy Resident Evil Five controversy mm. and how it was panned in the industry because it it took place and seemed to mm. categorize a race of people as zombies. Oh no, I didn't know yeah. that. You didn't. You didn't. I know did that? not play that one. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I just, just remember he's dismissing all your hyped. facts as yeah. he didn't play it. John, what just happened? <laughs> okay. Even though, even though they're real. I will um, say I do hope. Like I understand Capcom's plan, and it's done for money. And they seem to be like, hey, look, we're going to keep doing these remakes because we don't have to worry about rewriting a story or anything. But it would be nice now, like, hey, you made you made a great remake. You made a great original game. Let's make another original game, and then we can come back and do another remake and, like, you know, kind of do this thing where we have a, a way to build on things that aren't as intensive for development-wise for you because you have certain blocks already done while also pushing the genre forward. I can I tell you that, that can, the community who loves Resident Evil mm. wants Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. I'm sure they do. They want Probably. it. Probably. I mean, it's... it's um, And they're definitely going to give that to us before they give us a Resident Evil 8. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Put money on it. Well, we got an idea of what Capcom's doing, obviously. Like you just said that, Chris. So Yeah, they're just trying um, to survive. We, we weren't sure what Sony's doing, especially since they announced that, you know, they weren't going to be at E3. Are they moving? Well, we, we kind of got an idea of what they're doing now. Ooh. Um, Sony is seemingly having its first party properties focus on the PlayStation 5, which makes me happy. Uh, Daniel Ahmad, industry <laughs> analyst, explained that, quote, in general, most of the focus for Sony is on PS5 right now. John, I'm going to need you to go ahead and keep talking. <laughs> it's still it's still early to talk about next gen, but I imagine we'll hear some whispers coming out of GDC, end quote. He yeah. went on to explain the dev kits for PS5 are out in the wild, and people are saying positive things. To me, this is all coming together with the announcement of no E3. It's all yeah. coming together with having nothing to say about games coming out. I think I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to this might be bold, but I'm going to say all the games that they announced at E3 last year mm. aren't coming to PS4. At least I think exclusively. They're gonna be, I think, oh, yeah, I think they're going to be cross-generational. Yeah. They'll like do it. exactly like they did with uh, the end of PS3, right? We saw it with Last of Us, uh, you know, in a couple of other titles where it's mm. like, hey, here it is on PS4 or PS3, and then, like, as soon as it came out, it's like, and here's the remastered edition because... No, I think it's all waiting. Oh. I think it's think all they're... waiting for the console to show up, Maybe. and then they'll release them... Cross, Maybe. cross platform. I don't know. That'd be pretty big for them to say we're not releasing any big games after they gone. I'm and just saying. I guess Dreams would be maybe the only other. I one. think Dreams is a waste of space and it'll <laughs> come out on PS4. I think they're just going to get that out when as soon as it's done. But yeah, they have to. To me, it's an amalgamation of everything we've seen yeah. over the past year. They've I mean, got, they're not. Look, they're not. They're not not showing up at E3 yeah. because they're preserving the integrity of their vision and all this stuff. They ain't got nothing to show us. No, yeah, and I don't There's think nothing they, to show. They're I, not going to show up and give us every game they worked on last year with a new trailer. Yeah, I don't think they want to go for the third time with Last of Us Two. You know, they would just want to put that game out when it's ready. And they've go. only recently hired mocap mocap actors yeah. for this game for Last of Us Two. Yeah, maybe it's not coming. I don't know. Um, I definitely think it's coming 2020 
when it comes in 2020, that's a different story. Like, I definitely will not be surprised. Like, that game releases in June of next year. And then, hey, November 1st, release day, here's the PS5 version yeah. if you want it, too. Um, it, it's not surprising, though, because, what, there was the poll that just came out recently that said, like, pretty much 18%, I think, of developers are working on next-gen games. Yeah. Now, so you're saying, like, okay, one in five is doing that. That's probably every major studio that is a first-party person. If you're not working on something that is designed specifically for PS4, if you're, like, for instance, like Sam Monica, who's making the sequel for God of War, you know that's going to be a PS5 game. No one's lying to themselves with that. So, you know, that's what they're working on. I'm guessing Horizon Zero Dawn sequel will be a PS5 game. Aww. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, PS4 and PS5, mm. backward compatibility will probably be a thing. Um, <clears throat> a new patent seemingly indicates that the PS5 could include backward compatibility for previous PlayStation iterations. Mm -hmm. Fans are very excited about this as it has been frustrating for PS fans who have never been able to carry over their content between consoles. Mm -hmm. The principal purpose of the patent, according to Mark Cerny, dumb guy, <laughs> quote, is developing optimized cross-platform platform maths, animations, and geometry libraries for PlayStation 3, Vita, and PlayStation 4 platforms. So that would be great. And um, That's the hard he thing. Would, he should get a Nobel Prize for science if he figures out a way to backward to successfully. I thought make. you should have gotten one for Knack. <laughs> um, but, yeah, look, I think Microsoft kind of changed it all. Because the way they rolled out backwards compatibility in a way that was such a cool benefit to everyone versus like when PS3 did the exact same thing back with uh, the original release of the system, uh, that just felt like, well, that's there. And people were like, oh, cool, whatever. Like versus now where you're like, hey, this is coming to backwards compatibility this month. I think that's the expectation going forward. I'll be really interested to see if... Um, if Nintendo falls suit here at some point, whenever they decide to move on from Switch. Nintendi. Nintendi. Do I do this one? If you want to, you may. <gasps> Speaking of revenue? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> PSN revenue. The PlayStation Network has generated twelve over $12.5 That's with a B. Of revenue in 2018. This makes Sony's network service a bigger earner than Microsoft's gaming division and all of Nintendo's. That doesn't surprise <clears> me at all. How much of that you think was f fueled just by Fortnite? Maybe a billion? I'm going to guess. Oh, <laughs> I bet. Yeah, I have to imagine that was the biggest one. Well, I didn't include them. this in the news necessarily, but mm -hmm. it's ironic that it made a record $12.5 Yeah. But their stock took a dip. Well, that's because they, they got other issues, right? I mean, well, they're not just... Sony, the PlayStation makers, they're Sony, the TV makers, the the stereo makers, the, you know, all that stuff. So but that's always been the case. Yeah. But They've they, always struggled they but they're like more that. I think now they understand how much more is <laughs> determined. Like if, if PlayStation ever went down, right, how long would you give Sony <laughs> as a company? That's the versus like if as much as I love Xbox, if Xbox failed tomorrow, Microsoft would just keep on clicking. You know, it'd be like, well, that was the Zune. <laughs> so maybe they should invest more in mobile. Mm. Speaking of mobile. Ah, Mario <laughs> on mobile. Mario Kart Tour, unfortunately, has been delayed to the summer of 2019. According to Nintendo, the delay is due to, quote, 
in order to improve quality of the application and expand the content offerings after launch, end quote. On the bright side, Nintendo has announced a new mobile game that will likely compete for the audiences who dive into Candy Crush and Toon Blast. Dr. Mario, <laughs> Dr. Mario World is headed to mobile devices this summer in Japan and the U.S., <laughs> Dr. Mario World seems like the best fit for a Nintendo property so far on mobile. Sean, are you all right, man? Um, yeah. It's not a good idea to try to read the news when you throw out long we boxes. Got you, don't want to work. We got you. I appreciate it. It's a um, good tag team. As soon as, again. I have to say, as soon as I saw this, it's like this. I, I'm surprised this didn't happen sooner. Absolutely. Because it just makes sense. Like this, you know, whether you're talking about this or like Tetris or whatever, it, it's made for mobile. It's the most mobile-ready thing ever because it's basically what you played when you had a Game Boy. You just use your thumb on a direct screen as opposed to having buttons. It's funny. I've been playing uh, uh, Dr. Mario on my uh, mm. Nintendo Online subscription provided Ooh. to me by my good friend John. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, forgot dope. about that. Yeah, it's dope. I didn't forget <laughs> about it. I'm getting something for Christmas this year. I mean, does that make sense, though? I mean... <laughs> When I thought about this, I'm like, well, that's an obvious competition for at least Tomb Blast. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. All that puzzle-based stuff. I think it's brilliant. It is. Did it say how much it is? <clears throat> it didn't. Uh, we didn't report how much it is, but I didn't see anything. I don't. F- you know who did report it, though? Who's that? Nintendo. What they report? <laughs> <laughs> they reported their sales figures. Nintendo Switch sold through 32 million consoles since its launch on March 3rd. 2017. In addition, software sales have reached 163.61 million units. 0.61. Hmm. According to ZX, huge X, I guess, uh, is EGX. <laughs> is that when you compare the Switch to other consoles for the first 36 months of release, the Switch is tracking above the PS4 and in line with the Wii. Here are the top-selling Switch games. Mario Kart 8, which has sold 15 million. Super Mario Odyssey at 13 million. Super Smash Bros. at 12 million. And Breath of the Wild at 11 million. Dude, you're an analyst. Dude. And you're I'm, rounding. I'm, yeah, I'm just going by because it's... <laughs> oh, how about 13.76 is not 13? Do you want me to round it to 14? Yeah, I mean, that would Does be it make fair, you feel better? That would be the fair Please. thing to do. That would have been what he should have done. First off, you only use one decimal place sir <laughs> uh in addition since its launch in september nintendo online has gained over 8 million subscribers not including free trials that number can largely be contributed to the successful run of smash that makes sense um yeah they did like i did see they reject they finally adjusted their sales figure though right they said like yeah because remember they said they're gonna sell 20 million they went down to 17 million I think that's right, yeah. Yeah, because they said, like, they don't have a game this first half. (laughs) Or, like, before March, right, that they Mm -hmm. felt like was going to sell a bunch of consoles. Um, But regardless, that's cool. That's definitely successful. They will be around forever. (laughs) Well, there's updates on the Mario movie. Oh? And I almost left it off. Did you? But every time I do leave it off... I didn't see this, so, hey... (laughs) Nintendo has announced that the Mario movie is in development and slated for release in 2022. That's it. No other details. Sure, it will be fine. Sounds like it will come out sooner than Metroid Prime 4. Please let them release the same day. (laughs) I know what I'm doing. Are you getting achievements? That's the rumor. 
Oh, you know it is Nintendo Switch. Oh, this is no, not yeah, working, guys. It has not worked for a year. We should just stop. No, we will never give it up. Microsoft is bringing Xbox Live cross-platform support to Nintendo Switch, iOS, and Android devices. This announcement was hinted at from the conference schedule details for GDC 2019. That's the Game Developers Conference. The description read: Xbox Live is about to get much bigger. Xbox Live is expanding from 400 million gaming devices in a reach of over 60 million active players to over 2 billion devices with the release of our new cross-platform XDK. Get a first look at the SDK to enable game developers to connect players between iOS, Android, Switch, in addition to Xbox and any game in the Microsoft Store or Windows PC. So for those who are wondering, like, wait, what does this mean? Does this mean I can play my Xbox games on my Switch now? Or, like, I get achievements uh, for what I'm playing for and switch through Xbox now? No, doesn't mean that. What it means is kind of similar where, say, Jeff is on his PC and he's playing a game right now. I can be, if he's signed into his Xbox on PC or his Windows gaming uh, profile there, I can literally see that Jeff is online, like, playing World of Warcraft. I see it all the time with a friend of the show, Josh. So that would kind of be the same idea here. Like, you'd have that connectivity. Like, I could see, hey, Sean is on his Switch right now, and he's playing Mario Kart. Or Jeff apparently must be pooping because he's playing threes on his phone. You know, all those kinds of things. Poop poop games poop. Or, or, you know, return the poop game. So that is really cool, though. Like, you know, who knows if it sets something up further down the line, but... Uh, just being able to say, hey, regardless, if you're playing a game and you have an Xbox account, you could load it up on any of these things and, and people would be able to see exactly what you're doing and maybe hit you up with a text and say, hey, is that pretty cool? Right. Yeah. Sean would like to comment, but he's just standing like, I'm dying. <laughs> dying, Donnie. <laughs> um, worst. This is it, right? This is the last. Right. Yep. So I should say finally this, this week. This is it. Please. Please. Huey Thank Lewis you. and the, and the Thank news. Thank you guys. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Week. Huey Lewis and the news. Uh, finally. Cause see, news. Uh, we're we're going to talk about news. We're just going to just do this. Finally, this Well, week. in just, honor of Sean. Just run it over, huh? <clears throat> FML, dude. <laughs> in honor of Sean. Yeah. Xbox is coming in hot. Yeah. At E3. Phil Spencer recently spoke. Of the scope of Xbox involvement at E3 in the absence of Sony. Quote, Microsoft will be as big as we've ever seen. This is going to be a fun E3 for us. There was some news about E3 in the fall. And in that, he's talking about the fact that Sony's not going to E3. Yeah. We had a discussion internally. Should we go big? Should we have, should we save some money? We decided, no, we're going to do our thing and we're going to go and be as big at E3 as we've ever been, and I love that opportunity. I can just picture them taking all this, all the real estate space on the convention floor that Sony had and just buying it all up. <laughs> a lot of green. <laughs> I see what you did there. Because, like, money and Xbox. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've said this before. I think going big at E3 and embracing E3 is right for Xbox, and, and, and not going to E3 for Sony is right for Sony. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's how I feel about it. I don't think Sony's. I will say going to gain anything from reannouncing games that they showed last year. I think it's like a little bit of marketing speed. I think like, <laughs> I, 
It's good marketing speech, but that's what it is, right? Like, I expect that he's going to, when he says they're going big, they're like, look, yeah, we're going to come out here and we're going to show Halo and we're going to do a huge thing for that. We're going to have a huge, I would be very surprised that there is not a live demo of Gears of War 5. Oh, yeah, And that there'll probably be a reveal date, right? Yeah. Um, I'm sure they're going to premiere their new Forza (laughs) game. Uh, and who knows, maybe they do come up and say like, by the way, here's the first teaser for the new fable game that we're working on. If that's what they're doing, or here's something, here's like another little small tease on Xbox, uh, project Scarlet, you know, something like that. So yeah. plus they, with, they double have the ability. The, with double the space on the floor, they're going to have signs up going, no lines, no waiting. <laughs> well, remember they're not even on the game floor. They don't. Yeah. They don't go on the game floor. Yeah, oh, they have no, their own. Yeah. They, they have their have own the, space. The Xbox there. experience, That's whatever right. it's called. So. I'm dumb. <laughs> um, hey Sean. But I think they're going to announce their console this year. What? I I mean, well, they've already technically announced it. They're going to show it, is what I'm saying, and I, I think it's going to release this fall. I don't think that at all. They have nothing to lose. They've already. I mean, well, they had the rumors that came out last summer, basically saying it's coming 2020. Now, I don't. I would not be surprised if you're right, like that they're going to try <clears> to be PlayStation. And it will come out in March, March. Or, or like June or something, but they're not going to show that thing until they're confident in every little <laughs> thing about it. Oh, that's funny. But uh, you guys want to wrap this up? Never. Thank you, Sean. For that. You might yeah. want to wrap it up. Yeah, no, I think man. you've learned. No, man. <laughs> I think I'm turning into a zombie or something, dude. This is weird. Pop him in the head. But when again? Five times. Huh? When you pop him in the head? I don't, I don't understand. Say what you usually say. What does that mean? When we end this segment. Never. On email, electronic mail email. from email. the future. Email here. Um, Get your email. You've got mail. We don't have mail. Yeah, thanks, normally, guys. Normally, okay. you can. You can write those thoughts and opinions into weeklygameschat at gmail.com. Sean, do you need me to try to do this for you? I'm going to give it a go, man. Let's just do you want that. me to read the messages? That's I, all I we got them. I got them, bro. I'm feeling good right now. I'm feeling hot. But look, I'll tag you in like I tagged John if I need to, okay? Okay. So this, uh, we got, we're going to go direct messages first. They're known as DMs in the cool world. Um, at Mike Wiley 77. Uh, he says, Hey, fellas. Hey. Uh, hi. How you doing? Not sure if you've played it before, but I think it will be awesome to hear you guys talk about the game, The Forest. Oh, yeah. It's out on that PS4 now, and me and my friends have been having an absolute blast with it. I'm sure if the three of you played together, yeah, you'd have quite the adventures. Yeah. Love you guys and the podcast. We love you, sir. Um, thank you for that. Can I say something about The Forest? Yeah. Our old roommate, Ryan told me about that game yeah. in 2012 and when they finally released it i didn't notice until three weeks later it's just sitting there on the playstation store you know what game i'm about to get on the pc that you really probably are going to want to play that's an early access what you probably saw it. it was it was everywhere this week prayer for the gods it's finally out is that like the access. shadow of the colossus yeah thing? yeah yeah that looks dope I'm yeah gonna... i like that game too chris thanks <laughs> oh, okay don't worry about it Another DM at Nat underscore the underscore Gooner. He's a big Arsenal fan, so this is going to tie into that. Um, he says, hello, lads. Hello. Hello, lad. Um, I know you'll be discussing the Super Bowl on this week's pod. We did. Uh, it was a dud, but I still watched it. Uh, could you spare a moment to share your opinion on the Rams owner, Stan Kroenke? He's now the full owner of Arsenal FC, too, and a lot of fans over here are against him. 
What's the opinion of him stateside? Thanks, Nat. Um, I'll start off by saying, who? (laughs) (laughs) Right? I have no idea. Uh, Yeah, we don't pay attention to uh, the owners, and I believe maybe in your part of the world with soccer. Uh, the only one we really know is like Jerry Jones. Look, no, no. <laughs> the only thing you'd ever have to worry about in soccer is if you see the words Daniel Snyder. Yeah, or Daniel Snyder, exactly. Then you should run for the hills for whatever team you root. <laughs> there was a, did you get this one too? Which one? Because I, I just noticed that. Teach? There. You may have already read it and messed me up. That's why you don't need to do that. I didn't. I just now pulled <laughs> it up because all the messages were gone. That's funny. Uh, hey, Sean, 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 Shan, Zan. I'm, hey, you, what's hilarious nope, is you one. still um, didn't get it right, but it's awesome that you did all that, so I appreciate it. Chan's about the closest he can. <laughs> uh, I'm anticipating your episode about Kingdom Hearts, I, I, I. Um, see, because that's a three. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. I actually like that a lot. And I have two questions I was hoping could be answered. One, does the dialogue sometimes seem awkward? Uh, like they say something and then there is this awkward pause where it sounds like there is a missing laugh track or something. No, just me. Cool. It's really bugging me. Chris, you started playing. You mentioned something early about that. We'll get onto it next week. Probably right. About the dialogue being a little whack, but that was compared to more like uh red dead. Style. Oh, oh you're talking about, Oh, for, yeah, they, no, Are you here, Chris. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure what he was, if he was referring directly to kingdom hearts or the podcast, I was like, I hope that's not the case, but yeah, he is right. Like there's some parts like where it just, it feels like something almost from the PS2 era. Gotcha. Like the way they talk versus like, you know, red dead where they have these wonderful com- or shoot freaking assassin's creed here. Or, you know, any of those kind of games. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. like I said, we're going to probably get into that a little bit more when we play the game. And talk about it. Um, two, I haven't played the previous games and tried watching a video of story stuff. Same here. Uh, I should know. And it was so convoluted. I agree. There's a couple of them on um, YouTube where they, they try to give you the 30-minute rundowns. And they, and they claim their video is the easiest to follow. And then 10 minutes into that video, they're showing like charts with like past times and future times and Ridgemont high and all this stuff. But yeah, um, it's very, it is convoluted and that's part of jumping into a game like this, mm-hmm. you know, on the third iteration, you think it's just kingdom hearts three, but there are so many other kingdom hearts games. I think there's like a total of nine out there right now. Dream 12. drop distance. There were some, that's <laughs> 12, my favorite title. Dream yeah. drop there were some PSP title. I mean, it was crazy yeah. and all of them tie in together, believe it or not. So it's, 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 it's cool. They did that, but in the classic way of square, Nothing's ever titled easy. Everything's just, a, it's almost like we're dumb. It's just this dude. Yeah. This, this producer, he's kind of like in his own little world. Cause he's super smart, probably. And he's we're just dumb. He did something else too. And people are like, maybe this guy just needs to design games and not he, do the actual plot. Does he need to things. chillax a little bit, Chris? <laughs> maybe. Um, so, uh, could you provide what you found as the best way to bring someone up to speed or maybe just cover it in the show? It would be much appreciated. I, yeah, I think, I think I'll let you go to Chris. I mean, yeah. obviously I will cause you have a microphone. Ooh. Um, I think the best way is going to be the YouTube route. Um, try to find the video that just makes sense to you. Um, or if you, if you don't want to play this game right now, go play all the other games and come back to this game. You can't even play one of them anymore cause it's a web browser game. And it's getting closed down in 2016. Oh, so that sucks. I would say um, the best way I could offer Polygon actually has a really good written primer that's out there um, that kind of highlights the true main things you really do need to know. And then when you get into the game, there is a section called memories on the main menu. Go down to there. There's six of them. 
uh, and you can just hit play all. And while it doesn't like give you a beat for beat breakdown of the total story, it's more of like, here are the people and certain themes that are important to them that you need to know going into this one. Um, you know, you don't need to know every little detail that's happened in this universe. You just need to know mainly, I think it's like for this one, primarily four people you need to know outside of Sora himself, uh, what their stories are and who they're tied to. And just understand that the big bald dude is the Bane. Yeah, he's got yellow eyes and he's the yeah. bad guy. It's like Xenomorph and there's a, or yeah. there's a big there's a big room with a, a bunch of other people who wear hoods. They're bad too. Okay, yeah, apparently, and they're all apparently <laughs> versions of him. Yeah, so just just know that and you're good to go. Um, going back to the actual stuff people put out about us uh, at Platinum. Let me make sure I say his Twitter name at Platinum Twitch. Um, he's a he's a he's a um, a streamer. Uh, got a great show, um, but he he put uh, this is the podcast that. Um, and he was, he had copied and reply, or I guess forwarded one of our things when Chris said we're on Spotify now. That's right. If you missed that one, we are on Spotify. And as Chris said, for your listening pleasure. So if you find that route to be easier for you, Spotify. Thanks for stealing my thunder. <clears throat> um, uh, but he said, this is the podcast I'm always talking about on stream. Do yourself a favor and check it out. Um, during this show, I was, re- I was getting caught up and getting ready. I said, thanks, good sir. And, um, it was very cool because during the show, Platinum Everything, replied back and said, of course, um, that I had a subscriber on my channel say they came from the podcast. So we love to hear that. Uh, go support our, our people who have things going on. Um, and again, thanks for everyone who um, supports us and everything we do. Uh, let me scroll down to see if there's anything else before my voice completely goes out and I'm in the bathroom hurling again. <laughs> it wasn't really hurling. It's just we're not going to get all into it. I'm sorry. Uh, at David underscore McClendon, the homie, um, at Weekly Games Chat, please, for the love of all that is good, holy, and thuggish, please end every show with a Southern Bumpkin version of, quote, Game On. Yeah, I saw that. Like the last episode, you'll make my country Mississippi Roots heart happy. We will try our best to do it. Um, I don't remember us doing it, but maybe we just did because we're that country. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes it slips. See? Um, and, and this was funny. Um, <clears throat> did we cover this last week? It was the guy who said he wanted to email on the show, or did you just tell us about that, Chris? Say that one more time. It's it's fine. Uh, um, I was reading. I know. On it's, I, I'm just going to say it, and you can tell me if we've already <clears throat> talked about it. At Magic Numberia, or Numberla, um, had tweeted us <laughs> um, at Weekly Games Chat. I want to email into the show, but I haven't been going through it oh, yeah. sometimes. <laughs> I just was... like the show. Am I allowed to write in? It was wrote, funny. That was during the week, and I, I think I replied back to him. What I replied yeah. is that. Chris, Chris hopped on the Twitter, and he says, we prefer you to go through a life change first, <laughs> um, but since you asked nicely, we'll make an exception this yeah. time. Uh, and then there was a Dang. picture of, uh, it's I think it's George Bush <laughs> on a on a gunship. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Mission he's accomplished. A, yeah, he's giving a thumbs up and it says mission accomplished. So that was, that was actually really funny. Um, that was probably the furthest back of anything that I see that there was that there was a snow acolypse. And, um, one of our dudes said, like, about to start listening to the show. And, uh, yeah, I, I think I see it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so at, um, at gaming mud said, what's up, guys? What's up? What up? Um, it's my name is mud. It's been a while. Mud. It's been a while for sure. Um, so, yeah, if I remember that name, uh, they made a new name for their Twitch streaming. Um, it would be awesome if we give a shout out for the show, link in bio. So if you want to go follow at Gaming Mud, um, apparently they're Twitch streaming now. Um, hop on, say hello, and say you came from us. Um, at The Claw Voice, which is kind of like right. what my voice sounds like right now. Um, they just got done last week listening to that show. 
and uh, wanted to let us know that Amazon does do trade-ins. Oh, yeah. So apparently, That's good to know. Yeah. So, so what store can so I walk into and do a trade-in? You walk into, they ship you a box. <laughs> yeah. What's in the box? Um, I think that's it. That's it? Yeah. The negative 14 dude didn't? Wasn't? I don't see a negative oh, 14 Well, dude. okay. There was one listener who... Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. oh J- I, I had big riff. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I'm here on Hoth starting up this week's episode. It's effing miserable here, and I'd much rather be in your mom's box. <laughs> and yeah, um, so there's a screenshot of... Uh, I guess oh. it's it's where they're at. No, no, no. I uh, he put that there, so I replied back to him with uh, Luke on his uh, tauntaun. No, no. He he sent the, the picture. <laughs> oh yeah, of, he did send that for the picture Minneapolis. of Minneapolis. Yeah, of the Minneapolis area where at three a.m. it was negative twenty eight, um, <laughs> and at seven a.m. it was negative twenty five, uh, and then of course with wind factored in, it feels like negative fifty one. Dear God. So I I can't even imagine that. Um, another person I think I had mentioned when it's because last week, remember the cold was coming in. Uh, if your eyelashes can freeze together and at S10 driving Kelly said, yes, your eyelashes can freeze together in that cold of weather. Um, he's had it happen or they've had it happen. Sorry. While riding a bike oh, and God. it's not fun to try and stop moving while your eyes are frozen shut. <laughs> well, don't ride a bike. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. When it's that cold, why are you riding a bike? Um, and yeah, now we're going back into other stuff that I co- I did last week. Let me check our, our new followers. If we have any, I'm just making, you know, assumptions here. Oh, we do. Um, at gaming mud. That was the one I told you about. They can yeah. follow following you back. Um, at Game Plan Esports One. That's a pretty cool name because it's talking about games and land and sports. Yeah. Um, thank you for the follow. Following you back at Mister Underscore Majian Majian. Amazing. Um, yeah, I think I said that wrong, but it's a cool name. Thank you for the follow. Following you back at Revan Six One Seven. I love this. Um, so you know I do this from time to time, and you talk about what people are describing themselves on Twitch as. And uh, at Revan six one seven said he's just whooping a and chewing bubble gum. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And finally, um, for our new follower at Rob Nosty, thank you so much for the follow. Following you back, um, and Chris will tell you if you guys want to get in the conversation on Twitter and other places how to do it. Thanks again. We did have two messages I wanted to shout out on, on Facebook here. One was from Noisy Cricket, who when I posted the graphic said, "Looking forward to this one. Always great show, guys." And then Clay wrote in and said, I don't play horror games, but still look forward to hear what your opinions are. By the way, I finished the story and working on a platinum for Spider-Man. What game should I play next? Horizon Zero Dawn or Breath of the Wild? To which I replied, don't be a Sean. Play Horizon Dawn. Zero Dawn. Zero Dawn. Yeah. Whatever. I'd say Breath of the Wild. No. Plus, he can get that one done faster, right? <laughs> it's only 35 hours to really beat. Yeah, that's true. Horizon. Yeah. yeah. That's all it takes. Yeah, like really beat I could have already beat this game. You it's could not, have. It's not as long as Zelda. Unless you, no. You would not go 90 to 100 hours unless you just wanted to go hunt robots. <laughs> I got to play this game, Sean. It's my most anticipated. <laughs> I, was telling, I was telling a friend of mine at work about you today. Were you? Oh, yeah. I told him about you at work, too. Yeah? Yeah. It, it wasn't good. I am, uh, it was good enough. You I, need, you it, but yours was all, I, I don't ever talk bad about you, except for today. That's BS. <laughs> um, Thanks, Chris. So... <laughs> This has been episode 190 of Weekly Games Chat. If you like the show, subscribe to us on iTunes or YouTube or even now, (gasps) 
Spotify by request. See if you guys ask me things. I try to get them done for you if it, they're possible. Lies. That literally took two seconds. Like when he said, can you guys be on Spotify? I was like, literally, there's a plug in for Libs, Libsyn to get your podcast on Spotify. I don't know what that means, Chris. <clears throat> They'll never know. I like a good plug in. But anyways, um, if while you're there, wherever you're subscribing, hopefully now on Spotify, if you want to, uh, make sure you drop us a rating. Or, uh, is it time for this week? You can do all the numbers if you want. Uh, I don't want to do that to you. your voice. Is bad. I just say double it at the end. I just oh. get irritated when you're talking about subtract one and add but two yeah, and do all this. Make sure you give us a rating if you, usually it's five stars for the top rating. But if you don't like the show, subtract one, divide that score in half, and then do what? Double it. There you go. Um, came in hot. <laughs> as always, even though we didn't get any emails this week, you can write your emails <clears throat> to weeklygameschat at gmail.com. You can write in this week. I mean, you got a bunch of stuff here. You got three people that had very diverse opinions about this week's topic. So maybe write in and tell us who you think was right and who's a freaking idiot. Did you watch um, the Super Bowl? <laughs> Did you watch the Super Bowl? Was it fun to you? Did you like a commercial yeah, that I'm we sure, did? I'm sure if Mikey's listening, he's like, it was fun to me. Yeah. <laughs> Old Brady fan. Um, Goat. Right? Yeah. Uh, he now has enough rings See, to John. make a freaking uh, Infinity Gauntlet. So that's scary. See, John, a goat is... Um, but until next time uh, Jeff thank you for coming on the show again top notch Jeff thank Thank you so much man thanks for having me again if there's any other games you want to trash you're never coming back yeah if you you have anything else you want to trash you let us know and we'll uh, I'll invite you back unless it's something I like Jeff I gotta say greatest moment of my adult life was the night of the Spider-Man release not at GameStop per se but sharing a beer with you yeah John drank a beer? That is the night I f- officially became a man. One time. I f- officially became a man. It's because of you. I got a question. Oh, and cream. Chris was there. <laughs> I got a question about a beer. Yeah, Did you go home and like open up your shirt and there was one hair spreading out? <laughs> so like I watch soccer and a lot of times along the little banner around the field, they're running advertisements. And I don't know if this is just a, a beer based in like England per se, because I'm watching the English Premier League. Ooh. And it's Carlsberg beer. And it says... Probably the world's greatest beer. It's got like a hilarious tagline like that. Have you ever had Carlsberg? Think so. I don't think I have. Think I'd have to see the logo. All right. I, I just for whatever that just clicked, and I've, I've been wanting to ask you. Let's that put for it a while. this way: I've definitely seen the the brand name Carlsberg. Mm. Yeah, I want to have a Carlsberg beer. It's probably the greatest beer in the world. Well, let's, we got to find out. Oh, right? and I learned that night that I can tolerate IPAs as long as they're really, really cold. Yeah, I was proud of you, by the way. Yeah. You made him drink an IPA. That I, thing. Kind of, I didn't make him. I kind of enjoyed it. He said it. whatever he's having. Would you have a Guinness? I, I think we had. I think we had Terrapin, right? Probably. Yeah, I think yeah. it was like a Hopscutioner or something. Um, do our friends down at uh, Not a Banana? What's the name of that? Omaha. Omaha. Do they got a new brew? They, they got, got tons recently? of new beers. Yeah, they're always experimenting. Yeah. Okay. They, they, I, I, they I, make I the official beer for all the Auburn fans there during football. The season. Auburn. Shel- it's Shel- like the orange and blue. Sean wants to go back and have a beer and get drunk. There you <laughs> go. Have, what was that thing? What was that thing I drank called? That cup. It was like a special cup. It's it got a water. No, it's got a. It's got a. It wasn't Das Boot. Was no, it? It, it was. It was a cup that's called something. You know, it's not like a pint or a, a oh, Stein. The, it's called something. It was like the sampler. But cup. what's that called? Y'all kept saying a name of it. Um, a tiny glass. No, you're trying to make a oh, flight. No, well, as soon as this Half ends, pint? you're going to be like, it was that thing. A Nonic? Like, uh, wasn't a Nonic. Shot no, glass? No, it was down at the thing for their little celebration. He's, he doesn't feel good. 
A crowler? <laughs> yes, that's crowler. the word. Crowler, yes. Okay. All right. A crowler. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. For having a memory. I mean, like, I'm like trying to think of all the things. That all the beer words. Yeah. Yeah. You could drink out there. I'm like, it's not many. It's not your hand. It's not growler. It's a crowler. Well, a growler is when it's a type of bottle. A crowler is basically when they take the beer, pour it in, and they kind of can it for yeah. you. Like, so it, it looks like a huge tall boy. Okay. Much, like a 32 ounce can. He's got knowledge on the beer. I would love to be come and be part of a beer episode. Oh, we well, let's make with that. Let's make it happen next someone, week. There was someone who messaged us somewhere. It might have been on Twitter who said, "Like, can you guys please make this a drunk episode?" I was like, "Child, you do not ask if or we know do, what you ask." Here's what, here's what we need to start doing on drunk episodes. This is my, I wanted to toss this up. Hmm. You know how we do things. On a, when we do spoiler cast, yeah, we, we should we should drink a little bit on. Those. You know what we could do. There's an episode we're doing that we're going to have to do in a couple of weeks, not on a Tuesday night because I won't be here. Yeah, I'll be at a concert with the folks. But um, it's in March. So <laughs> like I dropped those nuggets on us, right? Yeah, but I wonder, I'd have to look at the schedule, but maybe we can. Uh, you didn't say it right. Schedule. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, maybe if I look at that and, and I can get the guys... We can come over on Saturday and, and do that, like where we just all get her. Maybe we'll do it for the 200th episode. Maybe maybe we get maybe we get one of those little portable ones and we go sit down at the CBC one time and drink some beer oh. and do a live cast kind of. But it's going to be you know uploaded. Who knows? We're just tossing ideas out, spitballing, if you will. True, true. Don't, don't spitball. I'm sorry. Wait till next week. We'll okay. try to figure something out. Yeah. Um. But until next time, I will simply say, game on, Sean. Game on, Chris. Game on, John. Jeff's proud of me. Game on. Everybody. Game on, John. Since he didn't want to say our names. Say it, Jeff. Game on, John. Whoa. You're sick already. (laughs) Game on, Sean. Game Game on, on Chris. Game on, Jeff. Your mom's box. Uh, Peace out, everybody. (laughs) Squeeze it on my money. Yeah. That's weird. He has a tagline.